I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Tell them run it back. This song is my shit. Told that DJ turn it up. All we did was bowl flex. It's that Stone Mountain, DeKalb County. Fuck boys, no shit about me. Still real, no shit. Cash gun, money clip. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And uh, we're back in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, Tuesday. Normally these are Tuesdays with Justin. But uh dressing did not could not make it today. He's attending diversity training. Um you know, he said some reckless things on the podcast and uh that can H- be nothing but good for him. Right. HR had to step in, you know, black out who tips HR almost like, look, you need to be more diverse, sir. Yeah. Diverse in your wretchedness. That could be uh nothing but good for him. So, um, you know, uh, hopefully uh he's out here learning uh learning the ills of his ways. But instead, we have, you know, and it's funny because I'm not even exaggerating when I say this, but we have everybody's consensus favorite guest. Mm-hmm. I mean, people literally voted on this. Uh, no one can, you know, deny the, the polling results. He won by three votes. I can't take his crown. But he won. It's comedian Chris Lambert of the Mundane Festival podcast. And of course, uh, chrislambert.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Lambert. What it is, Chris? Hey, Rod and Karen. Thanks for having me. I really, that's make warms my heart that all, all of your, uh, listeners, uh, like me. Yeah, I, just, I wonder where they were when I was in high school. <laughs> well, you know what? You wouldn't have been the man you are today if, uh, you were the most popular guy in high school. Then you wouldn't be feel that aching need inside for approval that makes you want to get on stage and say things. That is true. That's true. So you guys not being there helped me a lot. So thanks. <laughs> thanks in delay, not in advance. In hindsight, thank you, bullies. You know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, I can't. I can't front. And I was pretty. I was pretty. I, in seventh grade, eighth, eighth grade. You know, when you have your superlatives and stuff. Mm-hmm. I got. I got a uh, most pleasing personality. Oh. And I was. I was only at that school for two years, and I, I made a name for myself in two years. Myself and a lovely young Italian girl that sort of reminded me of uh, Alyssa Milano. So okay. I got to share that with her, and it was pretty cool. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice, man. Um, uh, okay, the Step and Fetch It Award. They uh, get those out to a lot of... <laughs> you know <laughs> what, though? It wasn't because, you know, that was... If you looking back, you know you can always look back and and find out more about yourself. That was when I realized that I really wasn't going to be good at sports, and I was good at theater. And my dad told me that all of the all of the black parents when I was in The Sound of Music, I had a a very good supporting role. I played Max in The Sound of Music. He was the character that led the Von Trapps away from the the Nazis mm-hmm. had two songs and the black parents were really proud of me. And that was something that kind of said, wow, well, I'm not that good at baseball. I can't really dribble in basketball. So maybe I should stick to this show business. thing." Making black people proud. And yeah. And here I am. I have an office job. I have student loans. Uh, I'm in an apartment. And I'm and look at me now, 
guys. Yeah. Right. Right. I do that all the time, man. We play. We play basketball in the morning um, with uh, Wednesday and Friday, and um, it's like five in the morning. Sometimes kids will come in and play. Very rarely, but sometimes kids will come in and play. It's mostly like adults with children, and this is the only time they can get out of the house and not be not be penalized for it. Yeah. So. Sometimes kids will come through before they go to school and they'll play like, you know, a couple games with us and then go change and go to school. So, um, every once in a while, like, it'll be time to go and maybe we'll, you know, it'll be like the last game and they're like trying to get 10 people to stay to play one more game. And if the kids are like, I'm about to go to school, I'll be like, man, fuck that. You need to come in here and play ball with us. We didn't go to school. Look at us. We, we, we made it. Lying to them children. Yeah, none of us got high school degrees. You can always go back and get a diploma or a GED. That's a good enough degree. Just come in and hang out with us. We successful businessmen. And they'll be like, nah, man, we're going to leave. But, you know, yeah, y'all old people here. Sometimes you got to call the weak from the strong by, you know, uh, somebody needs to be the Darwin of the thing. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just promoting Darwinism. The kids that stay Bad don't influence. make it. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, that's, that's funny that, uh, the, actual support of those black parents led you to where you are today Uh, well yeah that that was part of it i mean because i was i moved from a predominantly black school in dc southeast dc uh saint francis xavier uh school and then the to uh mount calvary school which was in pg county and that was closer to home and that had that was predominantly white and it was it was it was still it was more diverse than saint francis but it was predominantly white and then that and uh that was just something that was like wow like you know this is this is who i probably who i should be you know you have an idea of who you think you are or think you're what you're gonna be as a kid but um you know that was just something like oh those parents were kind of proud of me and i remember when i was playing baseball i used to strike out (laughs) and one of the one of the one of the dads and one of the black dads used to say man that's all right hollywood you're gonna be all right that's all right hollywood (laughs) You know, our team sucks, but so I mean you, that. So did yeah. you not have a rebellious like mo- like Stage. age where you were like, I don't want to please these parents? Yeah, I know I did. <laughs> no, no, it was just something that was just sort of uh, it was just sort of there. I mean, I was a pretty I was a pretty good kid, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I tried to because I knew I knew my parents were working all the time, and like so it was like, I mean. Not to sound too uh, corny at the top of the show, but they they put me in the position to be successful. Like they put me in the red zone, and all I I got had to score. So that was some of that was it wasn't really they didn't pressure me, but some of that I felt like just internally, like something like I had to try to, you know, do my job because they were doing theirs. And of course I had fun as a kid, but overall, like we I was just a normal. I always consider myself, and I and I, I was talking to Michael Felder about this, and I've said it on my podcast. Just uh, I was the if 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 Michael Mike Mike Felder did my podcast a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he I said, well, so you were basically like the black Zach Morris when you were in school, <laughs> <laughs> black Morris. Yeah, so so I said, well, if you were Zach Morris, then I was probably the black Kevin Arnold. You know. Like, <laughs> I didn't really cause any waves. I was, I was, you know, I had had my successes, had my failures, and uh, I was just like a normal, a pretty normal kid, you know. Yeah. 
but I but I knew that black like I was in the black shit. So like I was I was pretty keen on like my blackness and that was something that I guess just struck a chord with me. Um like my dad mentioning that that you know the, those parents were kind of proud because I had to get up in front of the school and present awards to after the show like you, like you know give awards to the teachers and gifts and all that shit. So like I guess there I was a young negro boy in front of all those white white people uh talking eloquently. So yeah, I um you know I feel like I was the black Jesse Spano but that's neither here nor there man um i was so scared yeah yeah and i was a whore too i was trying to steal people's man oh lord um she was a whore uh she was definitely trying to steal uh zach and uh slater at different times man oh yeah it was all about kelly kapowski dog like jesse was looking for an end man she was like the first gabrielle union and shit (laughs) (laughs) um so uh you've been keeping up with the news about this adrian peterson stuff man yeah man it's i you know i it's it's really sad because it's like this guy you know i think some a lot of people were disciplined in in certain similar ways but he took it he took it too far man when you when you leaving bruises on a kid's genitals and like it's just i mean that it's 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 just it's really bad i mean what it's I, I, it's nothing you could say. It's just like, and then you, the other thing comes out where he beat his kid last year. And it's like, I, I said this on Twitter. I said, you know, if he's trying to start a new Jackson five, he's doing it wrong. Like he's got to yeah. sing it lessons or something. Cause this guy's a football player. It's different. Like when your, your mom or dad, regardless of how they were obviously bigger than, than we were when we were kids and they hit us. But I mean, this guy's a trained, gladiator like since he was a kid he's been trained to be this bruiser and then to inflict that kind of force on a child is just it's ridiculous man and it's it's like because just because your parents did it doesn't mean that you should do it too you know it means like you should evolve just like just like we want technology to evolve we should evolve as humans like why why are you going to expect why should you expect more out of your iphone and then you're not willing to grow yourself, you know? Yeah, and the That's universe kind of does, like, if you go back and look at the history of discipline for children throughout, you know, the centuries, mm-hmm. it, like, it went from a place where it was so brutal, it was like damn near death. Right. Yeah. It was like, yeah, we used to hit them with iron rods and, you know, spike fucking, like, paddles and shit. And you're mm-hmm. like, Jesus Christ, what, like, people used to do this to their children? Um yeah to what we have now which is a lot like a blend of sanford and son and cosby um Mm -hmm. and i think we're eventually gonna get to a point where uh society will deem the only like reasonable way to raise your kids is to not hit them at all i mean i think we're a long ways from that because even with adrian peterson what a lot of people aren't paying attention to in this lawsuit stuff is there's still a level in the community that corporal punishment is acceptable. Right. Yeah. It's um, like, how is he going to get, how are they, are they really going to lock him up or, but in Texas, you know, right. like, you know, where they, you know, killed, you know, they got the death penalty down there. And, and yeah, in, in Texas, I feel like in Texas, you should be able to shoot your kid. Cause it feels like 
that would be well it seems like that would be legal in texas where it's like for discipline we just like shoot them in the arm and shit just flesh wound because uh, yeah. that's how gun happy that culture is down there that's true so yeah it's like i mean i'm not saying he won't get in trouble he probably will get in some level of trouble right because uh, he acknowledges that he went too far but i think it's different than what pe- you, you know what it is man i feel like this shit with the nfl took a step too far and it's not because of adrian peterson it's actually because of tom brady Tom Brady basically got asked about this shit and Tom Brady was like, no fucking comment. Like I got, you know, we have our team, right? Everybody, you know, I've been on a team with fucking a murderer before. Right. Right. I I just want to play football and be good at football. Uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed. I have sucked for two weeks now. Right. I'm working on that. Right. And And people were actually being like, Oh, way to go. Tom Brady, some leader. He won't even take a stance on Adrian Peterson. And I'm like, it's now a witch hunt where we're just going to yeah. tar and feather everybody to make ourselves feel better. Right. Well, it's, it's what, it, and and that's what it is. And that's kind of like it, what make what makes me upset, not only the violent acts with, you know, things that have been going on with, with in the league within the last, what, five to 10 years since we were kids and we just didn't know about it. But now in this day and age, which often it's not surprising that these things happen because it's a micro microcosm of society. Yes, it does spark dialogue and makes it, it it's a it's a, a catalyst for change. But then what I, what upsets me or frustrates me or annoys me is the fact that I got to read people's poorly written blogs <laughs> about right. this shit. And I kind of went off a little bit on Twitter on yesterday on Sunday, and it just like. You know, watching ESPN and, and watching NFL Countdown and, and uh, Tom Jackson said, you know, this is the worst day, worst week in NFL history. And Ray Lewis is sitting two chairs away from him. <laughs> and it's like, do you, ha- do you know a sense of your history? Right. And now, regardless of whether Ray Lewis killed a guy or he knows who killed the guy, Society's already said oh, he's a murderer. Right. Now there's no, and there's no there's no nuance to that. There's no well he might have known who did it or he was involved or he was there. No people say he's a killer. Mm-hmm. People say Ben Roethlisberger is a rapist. Mm-hmm. People say Kobe Bryant's a racist when he's not scoring as much as people as he as they want him to. Right. You yeah. know they always have that in their back pocket. Even with um. I mean, it was just last year we had Aaron Hernandez. He hasn't even gone to trial yet. Right. Right. I mean, they erased him from the NFL. I think to some extent that is part of the problem with the NFL. They put themselves in an untenable situation by trying to be in front of even legal discipline. Mm-hmm. Uh, in front of in front of the justice system, yeah, and that's trying to be like we're even harsher than the justice system. And that's we, Roger Goodell's fault. Yeah, of course it's on yeah. Goodell. We won't even tolerate like the idea that you did something. And once you do that, you start getting into a realm of moral uh, issues that one, not everyone agrees on moral issues, right? Uh, but then two, morally, there's certain things that aren't illegal, but just they are immoral in people's eyes and. Things were like maybe the law says two people um, can get into a fight on an elevator and and, and that's fine. Um, and even if one person is the is the straight up victim in that shit, if that person goes, I don't want to press charges. I feel that I instigated it. I don't want my person. I don't want this person to go to jail. 
the law is kind of handcuffed into being like well shit i now okay we're in a weird position let's just send yeah. it to some classes well roger goodell has no fucking business involved in that like mm-hmm. he's not any type of counselor he doesn't have any training for that kind mm-hmm. of shit he's he's just a white dude in a suit that's been doling out justice to make people feel better and for pr wins and right. now he, right. he's officially in over his head the adrian peterson shit he's in over his head the ray, ray mcdonald rice. shit he's gonna be in over his head the ray rice shit he was in over his head he he really needs to back off of this right yeah and it's like in the in ray rice that incident happened in new jersey a state where if you don't have the right gas cap on your car in your vehicle your ass can't drive right you don't get a per so it's just like it's just the the hypocrisy and it's like it's stuff that that used to be a topic on the morning jones when when we when that was around just the fact that the way that we this culture you know we put celebrities on high pedestals and we build them up and then we break them down quicker than we build them up mm-hmm. and it's like we always say you know nobody of course you know it's a microcosm of society nobody wants to come see a mass student nobody's paying tickets paying money for tickets and drinking to watch you take a math test but, but at the same time it's just like you you have to realize that these guys are human right and, and then the way we build these people up like if you gotta re- like if i'm if i'm 12 if i'm 12 years old and i show uh the potential of being an amazing running back or full power forward and all my life everybody's telling me oh my god chris you're amazing you're gonna be this gonna be that i'm getting sneakers i'm getting they're taking care of my my parents i'm getting we get in the house we doing this and i i still i i keep playing ball i keep playing ball and everybody's nobody's ever told me no Mm -hmm. until i'm at a party and this girl says no no what the the fuck are you talking about no you're gonna give me this you're gonna give me these draws Mm -hmm. you're gonna give me the you like it's it's wrong. It's sad, but it's wrong. You're going to give me these draws. I'm going right. to take this money. I'm going to take this laptop. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then when they mess up, when they mess up, this it, there's an ignorance to it. Yeah. But that's all that guy knows. Yeah. That's I mean, I'm, I won't. I will not. I'm not going to defend them being ignorant because it's too many players that are upstanding. Of course. To, to like, like to group it. But that's society. Like, it's us. there's We're just certain people of, that are going to be all this all way. And the fact that we would look at punishment in the form of what an NFL suspension is going to be is exactly why I've been against Goodell and his idea of, you know, league justice for years. Cause mm-hmm. no one should be looking at a crime and going, so how many games is he going to sit out? Cause yeah. that, that's not what crime is. You should be like, right. is this nigga going to prison? Is he right. going to pay how a much, fine? How much time is he going to serve in jail? Yeah. Like that's the kind of shit that you look at when a crime happens. People were more worried about Dante Starworth missing NFL games right. than going to prison for manslaughter for driving drunk and hitting a man crossing the street. Like yeah. there's like shit like that is just very it's always seemed weird to me and now it seems like it's come to a head. But like I said, uh now that you have, you know, with the advent of Twitter and um, you know, social media and people ha- who have their own like political causes and stuff. We've gotten to a realm now where this is more of a witch hunt than it is an actual like 
uh whether then even a sports story than even an nfl right. problem like it's now like people are like these are my political beliefs and i'm gonna push these down on the nfl because the nfl had because the nfl has actually through roger goodell shown that they are uh influenced by outside influences with people's politics and morals right so, so now you're gonna have people step in like the organization national organization for women that are like yo you should get fired dog like you asked our opinions. You wanted to please us with all these new policies and shit. Right. You, the, what pleases me is you getting the fuck out of here. Right. Y'all wear all this pink shit for breast cancer month and all this bullshit. Right. But yet, you know, a woman get beat, you act like it don't matter. And my thing, the pro- and, and like and Roger addressed this, but like I said, my problem is also with the Players Association, like, like their part too. Nobody, because they're contracts and shit is so short nobody thinks about the long term of it he should have never had this much power you know if anything else it's be like hey let the courts handle it and then we'll decide our punishment after the courts go through but goodell like you said goodell is like we're going to punish you before shit happens we're going to be above it we're going to be we're going to try to be um uh proactive versus reactive and these are the consequences of that you have organizations that feel like hey i have a voice we can quote unquote bully you around and they don't really want to be bullied around they don't really give a fuck about women they don't really give a fuck about all these things they just do it because they quote unquote want people to shut the fuck up but these people are not going to go away because of social media and all the pressures and shit now and when roger was talking about talking about a manhunt yes the people are uh, putting microphones in everybody's faces you don't say nothing they're gonna talk shit about you you do say something they gonna talk shit about you. And then if you say something dumb, they really gonna talk about you. Yeah, like I saw they asked Reggie Bush about it. What the fuck does got to do with Reggie Bush? Right. People just like not it's just, involved. It's, like it's really to this point where they're just hoping somebody and and Reggie Bush was like, Yeah, he should play. Don't even ask him if that's if you just wanna ask him that so you can jump in his shit, then don't even wait waste your time asking him that. Yeah, it's like you you want these guys like these are athletes. Like they they're football players. So when they you want them to say, you know, you want them to say something profound. Right. I mean, it's great when they do that, when they can rise to that occasion. But for the most part, why are you going to get pissed at Tom Brady for saying, hey, I'm I'm a quarterback? Dude, right. even, even worse, why get mad at him for actually saying what's right because it's unpopular? Mm-hmm. Reggie, Bush, oh, yeah. Reggie Bush said, look, y'all need to reinstate Ray Rice. It's unpopular, but it's the absolute truth. I don't like Ray Rice. I think what he did was reprehensible. I'm not jumping out here to save him. But if you're talking about legal precedent, what they did was unprecedented and it was wrong. And they didn't consult anybody. They basically punished him for the two, the same crime uh, yeah. twice. They didn't do their due diligence. So somehow that's his fault. Like, it, it is fucked up. And I expect him to win his lawsuit. I expect him to uh, yeah. probably, he probably won't get on the field again. But I expect him to get all his fucking money and probably then right. some. Um, but, but at the end of the day, like, if Ray, if Reggie Bush says that, then it's going to be, oh, see, these athletes, as opposed to if, you know, I don't know, uh, Marie Smith said it, then it's like, well, you know, that's his job as a player's rep. He wears a suit, you know. So I, I just think, like, it's in an untenable situation right now, and everything's getting to this point where it's like a witch hunt, and they're just looking to burn people at the stake, and now I'm like, uh, I got to back off of this shit. Right. And also the the thing that really pisses me off, especially with people that stand hard, the the, the one, I guess to say the one issue people, a lot of them come with, come and say, Hey, this is how I feel. I'm angry. 
and they'll ask them a question. And if it's not what they want, it's automatically burn you at the stake. And, and a lot of times, not all the times, but sometimes when people have their one issues, a lot of them are irrational, illogical, and they really don't give a fuck about how what they say or what they do affect other people. And it seems like it's been on both sides, too. Like, right. I will, because, like, I, I've seen people that say, listen, there's never reason to put your hands on the child ever. And I will not discuss this. I'm not, re- we can't d- debate this at all. This right. I have decided this is how all children should be raised. And then I've seen other people that's like, my parents used to beat me with hot cigarettes. And it's like, well, you know, in my mind, I'm like, that's abuse. And they're like, so if you just want to beat a four-year-old to death, that's just what it is. And I'm like, damn, you're on the extreme. Meanwhile, society's kind of already voted that there's a level mm-hmm. of, of corporal punishment that, that society is okay with. And there's really not shit you can do about it legally. It's just it's like porn. People know it when they see it. That's right. abuse. That's abuse. You went too far. But we don't have a class. We don't have a standard, uh, like uh, measurement. We don't have any of this shit. Um, I think the way that people are, are learning is gonna be the way that Adrian Peterson is learning through getting his ass dragged through the court process and realizing yeah. that you can't do this shit. Right. Yeah, and it's it's kind of sad that you know he lost the kid. That he never really saw because mm-hmm. he got beat up by murdered, killed by what is his ex girl's his girl one of his his baby's mother's boyfriend. Yep. And uh, it's like for him to take that to for him to do that, you know, it's kind of like it's even it's like didn't you learn anything from that? Yeah. But um, anyway, but, man, it's you know this is the same league that players come out and defend Brandon Merriweather for hitting them in the head i don't know i don't know what's i don't know what's right and wrong anymore um yo this is the blackout tips podcast itunes and stitchers search us out uh leave us five star reviews on um the itunes and stitcher and we promise to read them on the show where we do our feedback show um you can also go to the blackout com. And you can do a bunch of stuff there. Leave votes in the polls. Uh, leave comments on the website. You can also do stuff like uh, become a premium member by going to theblackouttips.com slash premium to sign up for that. There's plenty of shows. Uh, today we released a new show with uh, everybody's uh, favorite, uh, Beauty Jackson, who's half of the Good and Terrible podcast. Mm-hmm. You may know her as Mel. Uh, and she talked to Karen about uh, the crawfish, which we ate the other day. Yes. Um, and uh, she talked to her about living in Louisiana. She talked to her about gardening, um, a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, I, I felt like Puff Daddy. I put that together behind the scenes. <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm kind of proud of that episode. So make sure y'all check out that latest Lip Smacking Good. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. I had a really good time with her. Yeah, I think it's called Don't Eat the Straight Tails. Mm-hmm. The ones with the straight tails. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, make sure you guys sign up for premium. We appreciate that. And if you are premium, go listen to that and enjoy it. Uh, the official weapon of the show is... Taser. An unofficial sport. Here's Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's just get right into the show. We've already been talking about different stuff. Um, all kinds of news is happening around us every day and we're gonna cover some um mayweather won a fight this weekend on saturday uh i forget who his opponent was um does it even matter yeah it was a madonna or some shit um Mm. whoever it was it was he won and he didn't even have to date him for a few months to learn his fighting style (laughs) so that was good you know he just straight up 
fought him fought the fair one people want him to lose so bad man it's it's funny at this point because like it's almost like he didn't know how many people he could troll before the internet right you know before this he was just trolling white people right now it's everybody now he knows feminists are out there and shit Mm -hmm. like (laughs) the internet introduced him to so many more people that he thinks will pay to see him get knocked out and they're paying for him right he did well did he do well and made 32 million yeah 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 what what were the what were the numbers like uh let me see i'll I'll look it up um give me a second uh mayweather yeah. I didn't mean to make you do that. But. No, oh, no, no, sorry, that's okay. man. Yeah, because cause he's to the point that regardless of uh, we win or lose, he's going to make his money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, keep going. Hold on. I'm looking for it right now. Oh, no problem. I was invited to go to a fight, but it was just too late. And the, the my buddy asking me to go, to come up there was like, he damn near lives in Connecticut. And I was like, I ain't, I ain't going all the way up there. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny though, cause people do, you know, people normally do, um, go see the, go, go watch this shit, man. Yeah. yeah. Or do a, do a pay per view. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I never, like I, I used to love boxing. It's not like if I just watched that brutality. I just, I think, you know, when I saw Pernell Whitaker get beat back in the day, like I just kind of like, I just stopped watching and Roy Jones kind of declined. And I was just, I used to be in, into it way more when I was younger, um, but just kind of grew out of watching it. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I, I think for me with boxing, that shit come on too late. I'm sorry. That shit be like the main fight started at midnight. I'm like, fuck that bullshit. If I don't take a nap, I'm not seeing it. It just comes on too late for me. And then it's late long. The, the rounds are too long for me. Yeah. People are more into MMA now. I it's mean, quicker, like, faster. I, I, I prefer that too. Yeah, I had a buddy in grad school that used to just MMA, like before it was, God, this might have been, this was 10 years ago, like when it was, it was popular, but it was just, now it's at a level where it's, it, people are just going insane over it. Yeah, it, well, it's funny though, because like, boxing kind of did it to itself, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, yeah. Guys won't fight each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. guaranteed 32 million for stepping in the ring mm-hmm. with Madonna. Uh, and Madonna only earned $3 million. Ooh. Yep. Uh he's now officially over four hundred million for his career that he's wow. earned. Um but yeah, man, it's just very you know, it's very crazy to, to, to watch uh, you know, dude become the most even more hated than he was before. Because mm-hmm. he was kinda known for being hated, you know, like we were it was man, this dude nobody likes him but black people and then the shit just got to a point now where it's untenable where uh, like black people don't like him either, do they? Uh, who? Does black Twitter like him? Not anymore. People? Not anymore. Nigga talking went, about beating he, women he, and shit. He, he turned into a heel like Don Lemon did. Yep. Yep. That's true. Uh, like, like I don't, like I don't know if you guys remember, but like Don Lemon used to be like, I met him one time in a barber shop in New York City, like in um, ah, in, in by NYU. And uh, Astor, Astor Place uh, Barbershop and uh, met him there. I was like, are you, you Don Lemon? He's like, yeah, man. I was like, I really I really liked your piece. He did this piece on Chicago. This is before Chirac. This is this is about six or seven years ago. And he followed this girl to school and the path that she had to take to avoid bullies and all these, you know, gangbangers or whatever. And he did a st- really impactful story. 
all of that stuff. He's like, you get, we got, we got to, you know, stop this, this violence. And I was like, yeah, man, Don Lemon. Yeah, brother. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he's like, pull your pants up. Everything will be okay. Yeah. Right. That shit wouldn't pan. That's what that was. Well, you- so much, and it's like, it, it really is like pro wrestling. Like some of these pundits that go on, mm-hmm. like they'll be arguing like conservative, uh, and then, uh, you know, liberal. They'll be arguing, and then you'll see them at a Yankees game, like eating in the luxury in the luxury box. Right. Like it's all this is about that bullshit. They trying to control our mind. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's the thing though. Like, I don't think that it's necessarily black people that change with this mm-hmm. shit. I think a lot of times it's you know the pundit gets on, and then they start talking about shit, and whether it's the pressure from you know the 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 viewers and the fact that hey we can't just have you appealing to 13 percent of america you need to say some things that is going to appeal to white people or whether it's just you know the or whether it's this hey i made it so this is how you're supposed to make it obviously if i made it then racism isn't really a big problem or it's not it's something you can solve by dressing a certain way or whatever or maybe it's things that they harbored this whole time but they were scared to say because it would have affected their constituency that was the black people that supported them before they got on. Either yeah. way, no matter what the actual uh, impetus for them doing this shit is, it always um, rings as a slap in the face. It always registers as a slap in the face to black to the mostly black audience that supports your rise to wherever you get. So, is, is this sort of like the Pharrell thing and the girl that's Cinderella now? What's her name? Um, the Cinderella thing, I think more than Kiki Palmer, more than, um, Pharrell. I think Pharrell got a little unfairly tarred and feathered there. Me too. Um, but you know, uh, cause Pharrell wasn't walking around talking about if you pull your pants up, it'll be all right. Nope. He was was trying to say like, man, we got to get over racism, blah, blah, blah. But he was also, you know, actively putting black people on his cover and shit. Right. It's just, true. Yeah. It just wasn't the right kind of black person for all these other black people right. that got mad at him. I don't care. Black is black. High <laughs> yellow, uh, black, black. You still black in my book, but hey. When he start, when he popped last year, like I was just like, oh, it's about time everybody realized he was really good. Right. He's been <laughs> right. He's, 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 he's been doing it for so long. Right. Like, it just, you know, it's like, oh, you guys, oh, you guys, you heard of Pharrell? Right. Like, really? He fe- I mean, it's not like he didn't write everybody else's hits. For the yeah. past 25 you know, years. In- including Robin Thicke, who apparently uh, wanted all the credit. Oh, I heard that uh, somebody tweeted today. I saw a tweet that said uh, uh, Robin Thicke is sort of like Justin Timberlake leaving Pharrell out there with his titties out and uh, just <laughs> trying to put all the blame on Pharrell. I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the context of that is. I just know he, he basically said, oh, I was high. Is that what he said? Like I was Man, high he said, not only did he say I was high on Vicodin and alcohol, and I don't remember most of the studio sessions, but he also said, um, I only got credit for writing the song as the lead writer because I was jealous. Uh, Pharrell came up with the entire song by himself. I was just in the room, basically, and because of my jealousy, I decided to take full credit uh, or much more credit than I deserved, which... Uh, you know, it's fucked up because the only reason he's saying that is because they're being sued by Marvin Gaye's family. Right. Right. You know, when it was just, when it was him talking to GQ about, about how he came up with the number one hit in in America, he was taking all the credit for that shit, you know? So, yeah. But, uh, anyway, what a jackass. 
Um, yeah. speaking of j- jackasses, let's talk about some different, different stuff here. Um, did you guys hear about in Florida, um, Satanists are sending activity bo- books to the Florida schools? No. Mm hmm. Now, Satanists get kind of a bad rap in America. True. Because <laughs> we're, we're a puritanical country founded on, uh, Jesus and God. Uh, but Satanists are basically atheists that are just hardcore. Like they don't really, like their, their actual belief system is that God doesn't exist. So rather than just saying, um, we don't believe in God, we're going to go so far as say we believe in the devil because that shit don't matter because he don't exist either. That's their philosophy. And then they go by Satanists because it's the most like inflammatory way to voice that belief right Uh, well the satanic temple has responded to an orange county florida decision to disseminate religious materials in public school by creating complementary materials that espouse the philosophy and practice of satanism last month a florida judge ruled that if the orange county school district allowed christian groups to disseminate bibles and christian oriented religious materials in its schools it would also have to allow atheist groups to do the same David Williamson of the Central Florida Free Thought Community, who recently fought against Brevard County's attempt to ban atheists from offering invocations at public meetings, sued the district over its initial unwillingness to allow atheist literature with titles like Jesus is Dead and Why I'm Not a Muslim in the Schools. A judge dismissed the case after the school board decided to allow the materials. The Satanic Temple took advantage of this decision, deciding to flood Orange County schools with a pamphlet called The Satanic Children's Big Book of Activities that contains kid-friendly satanic lessons. These bullies are mad and afraid of things they don't understand. The instructions of the word jumble reads, help Damien use inclusive language to defuse the situation. The the spokesman for the Satanic Temple, Lucien Greaves, uh, explained that his Lucian, or- you mean close to Lucifer? Mm-hmm. Explained that his organization has never would never seek to establish a precedent of disseminating our religious materials in public schools because we believe our constitutional values are better served by respecting our strong separation of church and state. However, he continued, if a public school board is going to allow religious pamphlets and full Bibles to be distributed to students, as is the case in Orange County, Florida, we think the responsible thing to do is to ensure that these students are given access to a variety of different religious opinions, as opposed to the strange stand, as opposed to standing idly by while one religious, uh, while one religious voice dominates the discourse and delivers propaganda to the youth. The Satanic Temple made headlines earlier this year with its, uh, successful petition of the state of Oklahoma to allow it to erect a goat head Baphomet uh, statue adjacent to a display of the Ten Commandments. Who is that? Uh, I guess uh, God. Uh, some sort of a uh, goat God, Karen? No. Okay. So there's really no separation of church and state down there if they're giving out, they're giving out, it's okay to give out Bibles to the kids? Apparently, that's what they voted, um, and they, because of that, they had to allow everybody to do it. Mm-hmm. Baphomet is an enigmatic, go, an enigmatic goat-headed figure found in several instances uh, in the history of occultism. From the Knights Templar of the Middle Age and the Freemasons of the 19th century of modern cults of occultism, wait, modern currents of occultism, Baphomet never fails to create controversy. But uh, So there you go, Karen. It's some Thank type you. of goat-headed religious symbol 
uh, Greaves made it clear that in both cases, his organization is only responding to provocations by the Christian community. Even if, even as we prefer public policies respecting secularism, we feel that opportunities such as this to establish an equal voice for contrast and religious opinion in the public square tend to favor marginalized, lesser known alternatives and alternative religions. I am quite certain that all of the children in these Florida schools are already aware of the Christian religion and its Bible. And this might be the first exposure these children have to the actual practice of Satanism. We think many students will be very curious to see what we offer. Uh-huh. Um, yo, I'm on the, say, the Satanist side on this one. Like normally, I think, uh, there's, we've read some articles where it's like, yo, these atheists went too fucking far. This is not one of those cases. I do think they shouldn't be giving out Bibles at the, uh, church. Um, I mean, at, at, the, at the schools. schools. Yeah. Um, and I think school and religion shouldn't even fucking combine at all. Like mm-hmm. they, they should have nothing to do with each other. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, um, if you do open up that Pandora's box, I say it's everything goes. People can right. put whatever the fuck they want. Cause one of my problems with only one religion being taught, first of all, none should be taught, but one religion being the accepted cool. religion at the school is that, is the fact that at school, you're also learning facts and right. And right. no matter how you feel about your religion, you know, there's alternative views to that. So right. if they're not going to present these alternative views to this religion, they're not going to say, well, here's a Bible, a Quran, a, you know, right. an atheist handbook or this or that. If you're not going to present everything, do nothing, then you're confusing these fucking kids because kids are also learning that, uh, I don't know, um, ice turns into water, which turns into vapor, which, you know, uh, you know, dissipates into the atmosphere, which becomes rain, which is scientific fact. I can't have you teaching that and the Holy Tr- Ghost Trinity at the fucking same time. Nope. Nope. I mean, fr- from my perspective, I went through Catholic school all the way through from preschool to really undergrad. And, uh, for some, for some reason, it just, I mean, it worked for me, mm-hmm. but like, I don't, I'm not, I don't find that I'm scarred from it and, or anything like that. I, I just think if you, and, and that's the, the parents, job to say okay well i want you in this type of school system right because it's it's dedicated yeah. to us that which is right. completely different than a public school right yeah. and when you said like because it because we're like they're giving out bibles in public schools right. i mean granted it is the bible belt in florida is florida just like texas is texas so i mean it's it's not surprising that they do that and you do have a point rod i mean if they're given that type of uh if they're giving that out in that school, then, you know, it, then they sh- technically should be allowed to do it. But at the same time, that's the school board's job to, you know, to make sh- to see if that information should be disseminated within the school system. I, I you know, ah, I, I, I don't know. And I don't and maybe my experience in a, in a Catholic school was different because when I was in school, we learned about world religions. We learned about the Quran. We learned about Judaism, you know, like Muslim, Judaism, all types of different religions. And then when 9-11 happened three years after I graduated, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't like, oh my God, we got to get those Muslims. It, 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 we, I looked at it from my perspective. Mm-hmm. I looked at it like that was a perversion of that text, just like a fundamentalist and look at the Bible 
and and have their slanted, twisted views on on what they believe. But then it it's just interesting to me because when I was in school, when I went to under undergrad was uh, I went to Mount St. Mary's in Emmitsburg, Maryland, and we had a, I was taught theology by a nun. It was required, and uh, one of the students said. I don't believe I don't believe in this. And the teacher said, you don't have to believe in this. You just have to pass my class, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just sort of like, uh, well, see, this is kind of opposite of that because they're not teaching this. They're giving the kids Bibles in the school. It's not curriculum. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's not like they're covering all. This is the one thing we have decided you should believe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not for a class. It's not for, it's okay. It's like they're yeah. giving this out recreationally almost. And it's like, well, if you do that, other people should be allowed to pander for their, they should be able to go in and go, well, here's my religion or here's another religion or here's an alternative to this religion because we don't have world religion classes in public school, yeah. you know? So, so you're pretty yeah. much reaffirming the message that these kids are already getting outside of school, which, hey, I can't stop their parents from teaching them this shit. So, you know, they, their parents are already teaching them there's one religion and this is right and this is the way, right? So we don't need this shit in school, too, because school is the place where you go where the knowledge is not supposed to have this uh, this slant to it um, of, well, we can't explain this, but just believe us, it's right, you know? Yeah, I... I don't know that that like it's it's weird that that school see I I'm I was trying to I'm like thinking out loud when yeah. I'm talking about my my schooling but I'm just trying cuz I'm trying to equate that like it's like why would you have time to I don't know like why would the bible have to be in the school if it's any any of that stuff This is okay. more about this is more about the parents and the students this All is the right. insecurity of these parents like there's this mm-hmm. idea that with school there's this idea of we're not going to teach you how to learn. We're going to teach you what to learn. And if we teach you what to learn, that will shape the way you think and what you do in your actions. So, um, you know, it's kind of the big conceit with um, religious schools and stuff like that, which is, well, we'll take Chris and put him in a certain type of school and then they'll teach him the things that we prefer, you know, and then he'll grow up thinking this way and he'll always be that way. I don't think it always happens because the same, you know, kids are kids. They're going to learn. They're going to rebel. They're going to be exposed to other things that their parents can't help, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, you know, and also you're normally getting a better, more focused education at these schools anyway, um, just in the classroom. So you're walking out with stronger critical thinking skills and you might go out into the world and be like, actually, I want to be a Buddhist or actually, um, I think such and such is bullshit or whatever, right? You, you just never know. But I think parents feel like um, the education system and and politicians do this, too, where it's like indoctrination. It's like the kids will if we teach the kids about Malcolm X, they'll try to kill everybody. It's like that's not how fucking being a child works. Right. You learn about the thing and then you, you you don't try to become the thing that you learn about. You just learn about this person's life, you know, and educate yourself. But it's but that's the reason in Texas every year. They have to have a panel of who will we teach them history about. And it always gets into this inflammatory debate that, oh, well, if you teach them that there were Native American leaders who actually fought against white people, they'll fucking lose their minds. Right. You teach them that slavery really happened. 
Oh my gosh. How many people do you know that, that, like, you ever see an ignorant ass person that says some stupid shit like, I just don't even see why they teach black history. That's why, because of that mentality that somehow my black ass didn't know I was oppressed until I heard it in black history class. Right. And now I can't fucking take it. I'm gonna have to burn, burn this motherfucker to the ground. Attica, Attica, Radio Raheem. That's really not how people react to shit. And the same thing for those white kids that feel uncomfortable learning this shit. This is still our history. This is our shared history. Right. There's no reason that you can't learn it. I feel like that's what's happening is people just go, well, let's just not, let's just do away with the teaching of this. Let's just do away with that. And I feel like these Satanists are saying, well, look, if you're going to bring religious to this religion, to this school, bring them all. Like just bring it all in the extreme shit because you can't just dictate in a public school setting there's one right religion yeah it's because it because it's like you said and you alluded to the fact that it's it's a form it's indoctrination it's a form of socialization and it's and it's really and and you you hit the nail on the head when it's like when you said it's you said something like it's teaching them it's not teaching them how to learn it's just yeah it's teaching them what to learn it's teaching them what to learn and it's not and it's it's just we got to pass these state tests. Yeah. So I keep my job and my uh, benefits. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm normally against the atheist shit because I sometimes it goes. Normally when I'm reading it on the show, it's like you know these people like jumped into a kindergarten and and, and made them you know eat uh, goat's feet or something. I don't know. This is always some like <laughs> weird shit where like nobody really was bothering them and they was like fuck that son. We're going hard. Like, this was one of those cases where I'm like, all right, I can see why if you sent your kid to this school, you'd be like, oh, really? Motherfucker. Um, speaking of schools, Mana Aoki is a Japanese porn star. And she has caused, uh, well, she didn't really cause it, but, uh, Thai, Thai official, uh, education officials have had to recall their math books because somebody took a picture of her from the cover of some type of uh pro- probably off of the internet probably just google like math teachers or something like that asian math right and um they took a picture of her reading a a folder that says mathematics on the outside and they put it on the cover of a textbook they didn't know she was a porn star Oh, oh, oh. So, so they, now they have to recall all the textbooks. Right, because they was like, Because oh. a Taiwanese, a Japanese porn star is on the cover of your kids' textbooks. Who, who, who daddy was the one that was like, um, baby, uh, let me help you with your math. Oh, I think I know who she is. Yeah, who was the first person that had to admit? Right. Know? Like, oh, is that, uh, that's, is this your math book? Yeah, yeah, daddy. What's inside this book? Um, let me read this real quick. Every page, Drew, I'll be right back. I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be right back. See what all lessons you got. But, um, yeah, it didn't take long for Thailand college students to realize that the female teacher on the front of their brand new math textbooks was a porn star. Oh, they were college students, so they already knew. Oh, oh kind, yeah. Isn't that kind of like when, uh, Sasha Gray read to some kids, like in a, like preschool kids or something? Um, okay. oh, I don't believe. Yeah, it's a little different because those kids, Oh, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. You just reminded me of that. That's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little different. I don't think those kids would have known if it wasn't for the parents freaking the fuck out. These, yeah. Apparently, oh. these kids knew. They was oh, like, yeah, they was college kids. And you know what? Um, In 2014, 
probably all the kids know now like of course now that you have porn on your cell phone and your ipads like in your notebook yeah kids at like eight probably know all the porn stars and shit and pretty soon on your wrist yeah pretty soon on your wrist now i don't know how you're gonna jack off with the eye watch because how you gonna i mean you got to put it on your off wrist apparently so right (laughs) uh i have one that holds steady um but uh yeah the pretty woman posing with glasses in a photo is actually japanese x-rated star mana aoki uh right click save as google that for later uh <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure i'm already familiar with her work i'm pretty sure you are uh so um they used the screen grab from her steamy movie costume play working girl uh from the front page of his basic mathematics for the front page of his basic mathematics book um, about 3,000 copies were sent out to 10 universities before the mistake was noticed. 3,000 copies? Ooh, they might mm. not be getting all them back. Something like that. They'd be like, fuck you, I'm keeping this one. This the, is collector item. Japanese porn titles have no fucking, like, they really have absolutely no imagination. Like, Very sterile. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. all like, the, and then like the English translations are even worse because it's not really the full translation. It'll be no. like, the mother has the horny for the boss's friend right you know you're like that makes no sense in english yeah you know hot mom can't take it anymore some shit like that um you know school teacher super happy fun time (laughs) it's like that's like i don't like when i click on that i don't even know what that's gonna be right you know but uh yeah they gotta do better man american porn titles while they are more reprehensible, they also are more imaginative, you know? A lot more. It's always like, black bitch needs welfare money or some shit. And you're like, God <laughs> damn, this is racist. I can't wait to see it. Click, click. Yep. <laughs> this is the most reprehensible. That is a lot of ass. All right, I'll, I'll watch it for now. Um, speaking of people um, mistaking black bitches for hoes. Uh-oh. That's right. Whoa, right. Apparently, this is a thing. It happened yesterday with the Django actress we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they thought that that black woman was a prostitute for making That's out with her white boyfriend in the front of a, uh, uh, where's that place that you get the delicious sandwiches from? Um, up north in the grocery store. It starts with a P, I think. Publix. Publix, yeah. She was making out in front of a Publix. We one open up, up, open it up near us soon. Cool. I knew you would be on top of it. Of course. It was, uh, one, she was making out in front of a Publix and got mistaken for a prostitute. Well, there's also two teachers and a lawyer who walked into a bar. Uh, sound like beginning of a joke. A man yep. offered to buy them some drinks. Security intervenes asking the women to, uh, is y'all some hoes? That's right. They was, they was black women. Three black women got accused of being hoes. What is going on, man? What the fuck? It's like the world is that porn title. Black bitches need money to suck dick. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Is the whole world this? Of course, yeah. Didn't you know every black woman is a hoe? They Like, women was on Twitter yesterday, like, sharing stories and shit. It, like, they, like, these police really are walking around looking at it like the fucking ebony section of x videos and shit yeah you're you're black and 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 especially uh just your your presence because you know black women we're sexually aggressive you know we, we you know when it comes to us we fuck more than any other group of women according to most people 
And it's just one of those things where, you know, you have a conversation with somebody too long, you're going to get arrested because you's a hoe. Yeah, I guess so, man. You, you could be talking about groceries. It don't matter. You, they still going to arrest you. I mean, you. we're talking about two teachers and a lawyer. I mean, yeah. now listen, I don't mind looking at these professional women and undressing them in my mind right. and have them do horse things that they can't even imagine. That's fine, because that's a mind crime. Nobody has to know about that. But if right. you're walking around with a badge and the ability to arrest people, you got to dial it back a notch. Right. Every black yeah. woman you cross ain't a hoe. You can't arrest her for what you want her to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> you right. Gotta, Your fantasy. You got to check. You ladies uh working tonight? Right. Yeah, yeah I got to go to work uh, actually after this. I'm, I'm supposed to go uh try some cases. And you know what? That might have to do with uh, with uh, the dude here in Charlotte that was like uh, harassing women and like having them suck his dick and shit. That, was, that wasn't in Charlotte, but okay. yeah, the dude that was a cop. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I don't know if that dude thought they were, those women were prostitutes, but that dude seemed to have some, some some issues beyond that even right these dudes yeah. didn't try to get blown i don't think um so yeah that's that's what happened to him at the standard hotel in manhattan home of comedian chris lambert uh but yeah it's it, uh apparently it was racial profiling um at the the security guards ushers uh let's see here it says alternate has a story from Kentucky, Washington, and her two friends, Sydney Madlock and JL, wait, J. Lynn Thomas. Man, those J. Lynn Thomas must be the lawyer. That sounds like a lawyer name. Yeah, of course. Like her real name is probably like Jaquisha Lynn Thomas, but then she used the JL, you know, to mm-hmm. fuck you up. Or one of them like novels, like black novels that you. Mm hmm. Yeah. And the section of yeah. Barnes and Noble. Like she yep. might write, <laughs> she might she might write some of that. Right. When you buy it, you get you get a free incense and uh, <laughs> some lotion or some shit. Yeah, like that. she over there beside the Zane, be like the the the, yep. the Thomas um, law firm, <laughs> Thomas and Thomas. Yeah, know your rights, J. Lynn Thomas. Um, after the security guard ushers the brothers away, <laughs> by the way, I just imagine like a shelf of books that are like. No, sir, I'm not a prostitute by J.L. Thomas. You can read that and learn your rights when the police pull you over. Right. After the security guard ushers the brothers away, he comes over to me and my friends and says, come on, ladies, you can buy a drink, but you can't be solicitating. Oh, soliciting. Oh, shit. Washington told Alterview in an interview, we were like soliciting. He said, don't act stupid with me, ladies. You know what you're doing. Stop soliciting in here. We were like soliciting what? He said, that pussy. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> that thing right. you know what I'm talking about you bitches get out of here beat it <laughs> that ass man what is wrong with this dude shocked she asked the security he was a security guard not even a police officer right this lot of times they're the fucking worst she asked the security guard if he was accusing them of prostitution he said don't act stupid with me you know what you're doing Washington you're recalls doing to my penis. right why are you making this blood go to my penis what's wrong with you uh, it's like, uh, anyway, uh, how much for a half and half? Oh, Lord. Dude, I'm a lawyer, and these women are educated, she said in reply. Why the hell would I be sitting here soliciting prostitution? Washington said, he answered, I don't know, but that's what you're doing. He was stumped. He was just like, I'm sticking to my, stick to my story. Yeah, I, I would demand to talk to a manager, supervisor, somebody. Cause you well, know. she did. Right. She approached the management to complain. 
Washington says she was told the security guard was an outsourced employee and therefore not technically staff. Such bull- that's complete bullshit, by the way. Well, then, uh, who is he with? And uh, I'm going to sue you and them both. This issue yeah. going to be fixed. That's the same thing they do with bouncers. Right. Where it's like the bouncer breaks your face and it's like, oh, he don't work here. Somebody hired his ass. Yeah. Weeks later, he received an email offering her. She received an email offering herself and three guests back to the standard for a bottle of champagne in the top of the standard or LeBane, followed by dinner for four valued at $400 at the standard grill. Sounds like, sounds like they don't, they read, uh, about that Django actress. Right. (laughs) Right. And And so they, so they actually got to hang out with the real hoes at the top of the hotel. That nobody, that nobody bothered. They went up there and it was just like Donald Trump and like some high class escorts. Yeah. Sitting in there with them. Um, while that's the, like the new shit now. Like that's like the new, that's, that's that new, new. That's that like black women are hoes now. Dog, I can't wait for Jason Whitlock to write the This Is Hip Hop Fault, uh, column. Yeah, man. Of course. Like, if this we want, call, if we want calling ourselves hoes with our lack of fathers in the hood, they wouldn't we be wouldn't, calling our women hoes. Right. Now, was he ever, did he turn into a heel? Like, I don't, like that Deadspin article that came out. I mean, did he, what was his deal? Because I'm uh, trying to remember. Man, I don't know. As long as he I've been alive, uh, I've only known of Whitlock the troll. I've never known of Whitlock the, uh, like, Whitlock's that kind of dude where every fifth column, you will agree with him. Yeah, and for some people, it fools them into thinking like, "Oh, it's back." Then he's back. Mm-hmm. Like I, every time he writes a column that people agree with, I always get a bunch of fucking like hits on Twitter. Like your boy Willock, man, he he he, all right on this one. And I'm like, okay, give it a week, because he'll right. be you're gonna be mad the next article. Yeah, like this week he'll write, you know, he'll write that I was wrong. The Ray Rice shit was fucked up. Mm-hmm. Now forget about the column he wrote last week that said. Janae Rice was the problem. Right. Right. Um, but then next week he'll be right back to like, um, oh, by the way, it's hip hop's fault that he hit Janae Rice. And you'll go, okay. Yep. It's our lack of fathers and we don't pull our pants up. High it's enough. black on black crime. Why are they killing the kids crime. in Chicago? Gotta wait for a wire season five to fucking solve his issues with black people. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, in a statement to the intelligence of the standard through a spokesperson, continued to distance itself from the events. Both the misinformation and comments made were provided by third parties not employed by the standard. The standard has zero tolerance on any type of discrimination at any of our properties and profusely regrets the situation. The request for clarification about the misinformation and free dinner offer did not receive a reply. Uh, as for the misguided $400 olive branch, we all have careers. One of the women involved told Alternet, that's nothing. We can afford that ourselves. Right. Right, right yeah. Right. Fuck Hold your, out for a better offer, ladies. Right. Fuck your $400. Mm-hmm. She needs to be held accountable. I want a week stay in the top of the line suite, and I want y'all to host my wedding. Let's do this. Right. And then then we, be, we call it even. Right. Prostitutes. What kind of shit is shit, this? I renew my vows and throw a wedding. Fuck that. Karen, you ever been accused of being a prostitute? No. Mm. I wonder why. What are you doing wrong? Because I don't know. This is the new wave. Okay, we need to get Apparently the more. So. It's probably coming my way. We need more PDA uh, or something. <laughs> they're, like, they're, they're like the LeBron 12s of racism. 
right yeah <laughs> if you're not up on this problem you're not getting called a, that's gonna be the new thing on twitter if you ain't the women that ain't getting called a prostitute you ain't get, shit yeah it's like killing killing black dudes and like retro Jordans. Like they're coming back <laughs> right. hot right now. Right. They, it is the heat. Right. They're gonna be like, You ain't you ain't been calling no price too. Your pussy must stink. What? It never really went out of style if you think about it. It it, it didn't, but it's just like it's now it's just <laughs> kinda of bubbling back. It's like, Oh, the new Concord's coming back. Oh, you just you just see hear about that kid that just got his like finished at the top of his class? Yeah, I got that. I killed him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. He was almost he almost got away. He almost went to college and became something. Yep. Mm, that was the one. Um uh so look, uh depressed people. The official gauntlet has been thrown. If you're thinking about ending it all, we have a new world record holder. Uh-oh. Okay. This lady killed herself in Th- Thailand by jumping into a crocodile pit oh oh well yeah she beats the man that jumped off off after his woman was shopping 24 hours for some shoes yeah and i i look at shit like that and i just hey balls in your court shia labeouf all right whoa 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 it's up to you to it's up to you to top this i think he's trying to get it back together come on man Come on, man. Come on, he gonna get it back, man. All right, all right, man. You pick the celebrity of your choosing. Courtney Love, I don't know. Some <laughs> somebody gotta kill themselves next. We don't know who it's gonna be. That's my guy, man. I, all right, I, I come back. I got shy in the uh, death pool, man. He's acting, oh, Lord. acting a little too eccentric lately. Oh man. Yeah. Apparently, she saw the Robin Williams news and said, "I can top that shit." <laughs> that <laughs> oh, that's shit. it. <laughs> that's what you're rolling with. Um, what if Robin Williams is uh, looking up in hell like, God damn it, that's a good idea. Should have stole it. I think of that one. Should have stole it like them jokes. A 65 year old woman with bank from Bangkok. You can't say that anymore, right? You can't say that he's dead, right? That's the best time to say it. He can't. It can't hurt him. I know. Yeah, you gotta wait till they die and then <laughs> talk all your shit. That's what I'm doing. Damn, but like, I was just looking at Goodwill because I was preparing for my uh fucking show at. That's that was a dick. I was preparing for my show at Caroline's, my headline show or whatever. And like, I was just watching movies that I, like good movies, mm-hmm. you know, like some of my, like, and I was watching, uh, I watched Goodwill Hunting and just looking at this dude. It's like, man, he was so good. He was good. good. He was a great yeah. actor. Yes, he was. Yeah. Like, damn, man, that sucks. Yeah. I, know, I, I just feel like we get robbed when people do that. Just like the selfish part of me. Right. Like, and I actually lost. A, 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 an acquaintance like uh like in the chicago theater community mm-hmm. uh that, that actually the dude that told me to, to, that i should do stand-up uh passed away and he was only like 33 mm. 34 years old and it's just like other that same week two other people died and they were in the prime of their career like they had accidents and stuff mm-hmm. and it's like, man you just i don't know why i went on this sad negative seg- this departure but it just, uh, I don't know. Just, you know, yeah. for me personally, man, I feel like, uh, and I don't really talk about it much because maybe it's a bit, uh, controversial, but I feel like if people want to kill themselves, that's just what they want to do. And it's nobody's business but theirs. You can't do, um, yeah, you can't and do it. I think, uh, people like go online and everyone shares their stories of depression. And they're like, you know, don't give up. It gets better. Uh-huh. This is never the answer. And I'm like, that's your own personal choice. If if Robin Williams decided that he didn't want to deal with this world no more and he was ready to go, 
it ain't shit we can do about it and there's no reason to obsess over it and there's no reason to take that choice away from them if if you want to be upset about it then you know you you have every right to be upset but like you know i I see so many people giving advice and stuff i don't know that i believe suicide is wrong for people i can't see myself ever doing that shit um but i at the same time i can't decide for you that you know, right. you can't do that shit. You know, it, it'll hurt me that someone is gone that I either look up to, respect, or that's a friend. Right. But it won't be like, I won't be sitting around like, well, that wasn't that right. Like, no, that's fine, man. There's nothing I could do about it. I really wish people wouldn't do it, but that's my selfishness talking because I want them around for my reasons, not for theirs. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I guess for me, uh, I've never actually attempted suicide, but I've had thoughts of suicide before. And, and so it's a very deep and dark place to be all in itself. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I, uh, I can't imagine. I really just can't relate. I've never had a point where I was like, I'm going to do this shit. Like, you know, there's people that are my friends. They're like, I've attempted suicide, yeah, but they're still suicide. here and I hope they stay. But, if they decide to pull the trigger on that, uh, no pun, but if they decide to pull the trigger on that, uh, that's, that's them, you know? Um, so yeah, uh, this lady decided, um, what I do know is that this lady decided that y'all niggas will not be on her level. <laughs> you sure won't. Whatever you do, however you decide to go out, you better step uh, your uh, motherfucking uh, game up. Right. You're she- not trying to get in this alligator pool. Then mm-hmm. you need to shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear it, dog. This is one of the top five suicides of all time. Yeah, it is. Look she, at this. She jumped in the alligator. She pool. like the Kanye West of suicide, dog. I would never even think of some. This seems like the most window. agonizing, terrible way to go out. Right. But uh, yeah, man. It'd be a beautiful death. Thai, right? Thai <laughs> tourist uh, attractions are said to often have lax security rules. Thai police confirmed Miss Wanpin's death on Tuesday afternoon. She took off her shoes before. Why take off your shoes? Oh. Got to be clean. <laughs> she took yeah, off. She don't want them shucking on the shoestrings. Right. She's like, you know, alligators hate leather. Yeah, maybe, they don't want more extra calories. All right. All right. Maybe, all right. maybe her shoes. <laughs> maybe her shoes were alligators, and she didn't want to offend them even more. You know. All right. She was like, I don't. I, I want to be sure that nothing holds me down. So she took off her shoes for jumping into the middle of a pond said to be about three meters deep that contained yeah. hundreds of adult crocodiles. Staff tried to use long sticks to stop the crocodiles from attacking her, to which they said, Nigga, is you serious? It's free food. It's raining food. What? We're crocodiles. We eat shit. Uh, earlier that day, Miss Wampin's family had tried to file a Mrs. Purge report after they discovered her disappearance, but they were reportedly told to wait 24 hours. Her death mirrored that of a woman who killed herself in 2002 the same way at the State Farm. Another suicide reportedly took place a decade before that. You And maybe that's just me. I do not understand the fucking 24-hour rule. Mm-hmm. Like, they do that with children and missing people. When you be like, I know somebody, especially if you know somebody's routine, you was like, this person is goddamn missing. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, they got to be sure they missing. You like, they what? do it. They do it because um, there's probably a level of just tedious annoyance and, like, dope, like, wasteful time expenditure from people returning within 24 hours. Okay. Where it's like your okay. kid took the long way home from school. Now you calling the police, freaking the fuck out. And it's like, look, your kid comes home 10 minutes later. You don't call the police back and let us know. 
we out here looking for your kid and they just had to come up with a 24-hour standard probably oh okay. i mean it sucks but right. that's probably that's probably what happened was just okay. people abuse it so much because yeah yeah you know people especially parents and shit you worry about your kid every second you know that's true you know could be uh you know hey my husband didn't come home it was like well he's at the bar with us you know um <laughs> so yeah they said they already installed fences and other security managers along the lock uh walkways um they have over a hundred thousand crocodiles um, she was not gonna survive that yep so um she dead amen mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, uh, uh i just think that's a croc you know um <laughs> Breaking news! Breaking news! Solange Gate Day One Twenty Five. Really? That's right. <laughs> Have more breaking news. What's happening? Apparently, Jay Z drops a hint that Beyonce might be pregnant again during his Paris show. Oh shit! The last show in Paris. Uh oh. A clip from Friday night concert features Jay Z changing the line. I'll replace it with another one to. Pregnant with another one in the song Beach is Better. The switch sent social media swirling with rumors that the couple is expecting. Does B have another BB on the way? Beyonce's fans were in a tizzy Saturday night after Jay-Z switched up some of the lyrics. Um... uh, apparently becoming Beyonce is pregnant again and I'm not, and then I'm not the fetus, which is very disappointing, said at Nathaniel. Oh lord. Mm-hmm. Reps for Jay-Z and Beyonce did not return request to comment. Uh, they already have a two-year-old, Blue Ivy. And she precious. is everything. Mm-hmm. She's adorable. She's, she's grown into herself. She's a cute baby. Yeah, she is a cute baby, man. Yes. Um, Jay, and I actually uh, can say that without bringing up her hair. That's right, guys. It's possible. Yeah, yep. she, honey, you better not say nothing about that baby. That baby is everything. And it's, yeah. it's going to be another crayon color box child, but I don't care. Yep, so people are speculating that they're pregnant. Um, so, you know, of course, they got the HBO special coming. Saturday. Hey. This weekend. Yes, yep. I'm going to tell you right now, you follow me. You don't like Beyonce. Fuck you. Because yep. I'm going to be live tweeting that shit. Right. Is Jay Z? Did he get become a better performer? Um, I don't know about better. I think he's always been a great performer, man. Um, I think maybe we'll see Saturday if touring with Beyonce anything's rubbed off on him that he wasn't doing before. But yes, yeah, sat- I still remember his set from the live fucking. Uh, you remember uh, MTV <laughs> Unplugged? That was mm-hmm. his great, the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, Me dog. Too. Like that I dude. Love that. He's always been a terrific performer. No lip sync. Um, I never forgets his lyrics. Never fucks up. Like he's a beast, man. So I I don't know if if he became better or not. I just know that in my mind he's always been excellent. I just think the rap rap in general is not that great to watch live. Mm-hmm. Now when he had the roots back him up, that was dope. But I like that the fade to black was just kind of like I felt like him in the studio was the most compelling thing about that whole documentary. And I, I personally would like to have seen more of that, you know, but that was just me. Now, of course, uh, we have more breaking news, guys. Oh, shit. 
Maybe I should start from the beginning. More breaking news from Solange Gate. Mm-hmm. The world is all up in Beyonce's womb. But a celebratory champagne photo seems to imply that there is not a baby in that womb. <laughs> <laughs> they celebrated uh coming off tour by toasting with not in, or drinking the champagne, but she's holding champagne. Uh so maybe some maybe the rumor was not correct. Uh, they just wrapped up that tour, and Jay Z did pre- change that pregnant line. But um, you know, she now she did say in the NBC News interview last year she would love more children. Noting her, noting that Blue Ivy does need some company. So it's not oh, so they could be everything together. It's not yes. beyond the scope of possibility that you know that they could have another one, but. This photo just came in hot off the presses, and uh, it seems like this may squash the rumors that, um, you know, that she's pregnant. So just had to let you guys know uh, this is what we do here. Uh, cover that hard-hitting news that uh, slips through the cracks of the other podcast. Um, <laughs> CBS had to pull Rihanna's uh, Thursday Night Football intro last week because she's a domestic violence victim and mm-hmm. the Ravens were playing and it was coming out the heels of the Ray Rice right. scandal. And Ray was like, we can't have them talking about this dude and Chris Brown. Nope. All right. So then they said, we'll just play it this Thursday night to which Rihanna went on Twitter and said, CBS, you pulled my song last week. Now you want to slide it back in this Thursday? Nope. Fuck you. Y'all are sad for penalizing me for this. Well, that sounds like Rihanna. I don't even know what her point is, but okay. She was like, uh, y'all should have played me. I was ready to do it then. Y'all decided not. So fuck you. I'm not showing up. <laughs> yeah. I guess I just don't get like how she's so unaware of what their situation was. She's like, I'm a performer. You paid me. I was coming to perform. But she still a- got paid. She still go. It's just going to be a week later. Then right. right. She, oh, she already sure. filmed it. This is like, it's not like she performs live. She already filmed it. They're just going to show it a different day. Oh, she was like, nope, don't care. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, I'm just glad they didn't do it because it was running this town. Ah. I'm just fucking sick of that song. I'm so sick of that song, guys. Uh, Jessica Simpson wows in a white bridesmaid dress at her sister Ashley's wedding. Why is this significant? I'll tell you why. Please let me know. Break it down. Um, Jessica Simpson was the bridesmaid. Her sister, Ashley, like all celebrities, tried to sell her wedding photos. No one would buy her wedding photos, but they did want pictures of her, of her sister in the bridesmaid dress. Oh, isn't that the saddest shit you ever heard? That is fucked up. At your own, at your own wedding, you're kind of the bridesmaid. We don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. So the, the biggest thing, like I, I used to work at Best Buy when she was out. The Ashley Simpson's album was her, I guess her first one. I don't know how many she had, mm-hmm. but that Pieces of Me song, yeah, like, that was a catchy song. And they, you know, they made a go-go version of that. And when they make go-go versions of your song, you know that, you know that's, that's that means it's hot. Shit. Yeah, it means it's hot. But uh, man, like, so they still 
that's yeah man she tried to sell those fucking pictures like three or four different places uh and they were all like uh no jessica simpson made three hundred thousand dollars for her pictures she was the bridesmaid yeah um so wearing white too in that picture yep she was wearing white that's fucked up yep yep mm -hmm. uh so they uh took pictures of her and her um kid oh that's a beautiful picture though The, the picture is beautiful but damn i feel bad for ashley man is this you know, her first marriage ashley's first marriage i believe so yeah. okay okay i believe so but yeah man like you can't even sell the pictures of your own shit because people are like what about your sister though you know what i mean she's been hearing that her whole life you know um so yeah she uh wanted her wedding to be as important as her sisters and the society said bitch <laughs> you better sit your ass down we don't care nothing send, about you send us some pictures of your sister um dancing with the stars started last night mm-hmm. chris do you watch dancing with the stars no but um i'm excited because one of the girls from pretty little liars is in it janelle Parrish. Um, oh okay yeah i know you guys don't finally getting her just due after years and years of uh struggling in the hollywood industry well, yeah, I mean, she was the, you know, like, they killed her character off uh, in the season, in the, the mid-season finale, and it was just around the time when I realized that she had a fatty. Like, she okay. was like this, like, uh, like Filipino exotic type of girl. What's and, her name again? Uh, you now, you now piqued my interest. Jamel what? Janelle Parrish. Janelle Parrish. All right, so she got a big ass. I will look. So. And, you know, like, for her side, it was just like, oh, she kind of got a fat. Like, she kind of working with something and then they killed her the next scene and i and so now you know i still follow her on, on instagram and i, I keep on keep up tabs so. yeah someone actually has a youtube video that's 13 seconds long called janelle parish butt oh and, really yeah there's also another one that's 19 seconds longer oh yeah okay not yeah, bad yeah. not bad at not all bad. uh all right well did that research and there's a 19 second part too well you got gotta be complete the set <laughs> gotta complete the set okay oh, yeah. not bad not bad at all yeah for a hollywoodstress you know you can't yeah, complain that's good. No, 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 skinny, no. like a skinny girl yeah, it's not i mean it's not like what i needed to be for my personal preferences but right. I okay. recognize that, you know, she's a little outside the Hollywood. Yeah, normal. put it like this. It's not like that love and hip hop Hollywood was somebody yeah. walked across the screen. I was like, God damn. Yeah, that's what I need. Woo! I need all it was the, but ass. all the injections, please. Um, do you think they do that, the injections? Think. Come on. Son, what? Yes. Come Even on, the man. black chick? Hell yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, nigga, fix a flat all day. You probably. <laughs> Put a newspaper on their ass and it'll leave an imprint. You can like read the comic section. <laughs> um, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air actor Alfonso Riviero is gonna be in it. Yes, he danced his ass off. I'm sorry. He gonna do the Carlton. You saw it already, Karen? I seen a clip of him. Okay. Dancing. Uh, Lolo Jones, everybody's <laughs> black women's least favorite athlete. Does it seem like she's such a She's an asshole. She really is so bad of a person. She's so mean. Like that girl, the girl that wanted to be, oh, I'm Lolo Jones for Halloween. So fix your hair, girl, or some yeah. shit. Ugh. Yeah. She, like, dudes love her for some reason, though. I don't really? get it. 
Not mm-hmm. she's not my type, man. I watched a special on her one time. Oh, like the SEC joint. The, uh, yeah, Netflix? yeah. I watched that SEC joint on her, and I don't get it. Like, no offense to her, but I don't see it, man. I was looking at every sister on that track. Like, look at the oh, ass God. on you. Women who run track. Well, Jeez. Lolo Jones. It's like you know, first she she made herself an asshole, right? And probably thought she was an asshole before you watched it. But you would think the way that she came up. The hard life that she has had, why would she be an asshole like that? I have no, I watched that thing trying to figure that, solve that riddle, but I forgave, I gave up halfway through and just started looking at ass. It's like, and in this race, she, this race, she fought, she ran against all the ladies from LSU. I was like, ooh, Ooh, the SEC, the heart of slavery. Let's get into this. (laughs) See, the the breeding down here had to be tremendous. In my undergrad, we had a track team and there were girls that, there were small girls that were small and skinny, mm-hmm. but they really did have like the sisters. They really had. It's ridiculous. And thighs. It's a, it's and whoever can conf- whoever yeah. convinced them that the only way to run fast is to wear shorts to have your butt cheeks hanging out. Mwah, magnifique. Thank you. <laughs> Thank awesome. you, sir. Yep. Or ma'am, whoever designed those. That like I I go watch a track meet if it was wasn't you know creepy. <laughs> yeah. Well, who are you here with? Uh, nobody. I just love track. women's track. I just love it. <laughs> well, the men are coming up. Oh, I gotta go. I gotta. Yep. Uh, it's about time for me to get out of here. Um, <laughs> did you have a clip or something? Or is that? Different? Nah, nah. That's a six minute intro. I'm not playing okay. all that shit. Lolo Jones is in it. Duck Dynasty Sadie Robinson is in it. Actress Leah Thompson. Uh, Back to the Future fame is in it. Mean Girls actor Jonathan Bennett is in it. Who is that? Yeah, this is this, this is why they need to put stars in quotes, right? Right. Yeah. Dancing with the question mark stars. Right. Um, NASCAR <laughs> great Michael Waltrip is in it. Okay. Uh, UFC champion Randy Couture is in it. Um, legendary comedian Tommy Chong is in it. You ever work with him? <laughs> no. Right. From Keith and Char- no, haven't had the pleasure. <laughs> Savage Smiley is in it. Well, is he doing that? He's going to be eliminated quickly. I can't wait to see how he tries to get his 15 minutes to talk about Obama. Right. That's what he's going to do yeah. when, when they eliminate him. I would have learned how to do that pirouette, but I was too busy thinking about the poor, impoverished people of Chicago and how the president right. still hasn't. Eh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, the nigga, president do, still hasn't come do, on. Do, I feel- do your last dance to get the fuck out of yeah, here. Sir, so please. Not, he's see y'all next guy week. that turned into a heel. Yeah, man. Obama wouldn't go to his cookout or some shit. He freaked out. <laughs> uh, Betsy Johnson, who's a famed fashion designer. I don't know. I think she also made the flag. <laughs> uh, General Hospital heartthrob Antonio Sabato Jr. I've heard of him. Uh, he's old, isn't he? Or, gotta be up there. Janelle Paris, pretty little lives actress. Uh, and beauty girl Bethany Moda. Those are the people that are in it, guys. Um, Professional partners will be five-time champion Derek Hugh. Cheryl Burke will dance with Calvin, Calvin Klein underwear hunk Sabato Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, they all got dancers to dance with them and shit. But. Yeah, I, I seen the, the, the clip. He might mess around and win. I need to go back and like watch the whole thing because that was on when um the Love & Hip Hop was on. So people were live tweeting that while Love & Hip Hop was on. But I got I to gotta, um, go back and watch it. Yeah, I think Dancing with the Stars question mark would be the perfect title because they always have like two people you barely know and then 
a bunch yeah. of people you like i've never heard this motherfucker in my life yeah what the and the thing about it it's kind of a formula what they do they get a few black people white people they kind of go across the board but they normally get two or three really really super duper old people that you know not gonna last you like they stiff they can't be doing these flips and squats and shit you like but they get it on and they get your grandma and then they have them like really really young when you like this goddamn disney star Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we also have uh, Jill Scott uh, news. This is the last thing we covered before we took a break. And I took the controversial stance of saying um, I'm not celebrating her nudes because her privacy was invaded the same as those white girls. And right. I don't understand why yeah. the, the people that was all on the side of this is an invasion of privacy and a sex crime was like, oh, Jill Scott titties is giving me life. Yes. I was like, what? <laughs> the fuck are you doing? This yeah, You are going to regret these tweets in the morning. <laughs> you know what, though? Like, I said this on my show. Now, Jill Scott, uh, she's gone through, you know, like a titty son. Mm-hmm. Because when she came out, she was just this, I always thought she was pretty. Me too. So when she came out, it was all it was the music, and she killed with the music. And then you see her in some of these movies where she just revealed, like she was the biggest scene stealer in uh, Get On Up, mm-hmm. to where she had on a, a Mrs. Claus outfit, and then she had on some negligee, and she's like, it, it, she, she's fucking hot, like she's hot. Those girls that those white girls, like some of they're cute. But they, they're just skinny. I'm not, like, it's right. not. It's just, they're so, and I'm not trying to be like, you know, oh, I, I want, you're attracted to whoever you're attracted to. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I'm not saying I would kick Katniss Everdeen out of my bed. Right. But I'm just saying, Jill Scott, like, yo, like, I mean. No, I, I want, want, I want Jill Scott's soul. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want, like, I want to marry her. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like. Uh, she she can cook probably. You know she can cook. You know she had that song, them grits. Still remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to walk in the park with her. Yep. <laughs> you know I do want her to uh go down uh, there and get mad at that girl for trying to talk about my cologne and shit. Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> she she is she is getting in our way, baby. Yes, I hope you do marry her because I'm gonna get some of that money too. Yeah. I want to eat her cooking and her ass. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Wow. I, that's love. Yeah, that's love. Everybody going to get paid. It's right. either going to be a threesome or I'm getting some of her money. Right. But that, that's different. It's a different type of love than just the regular lust that people experience for these celebrities. Like me and Jill Scott go together. She don't know it, but we do, you know, as opposed to like, you know, no no offense to, like you said, Katniss Everdeen or uh, wow. the fake ass Mary Jane Parker. Um uh, it's totally different. Yeah. You know? So yeah, but Jill Scott, man, she's just a beautiful person. But yeah, yes. man, she said how quickly they forget I did nothing wrong because people would say to her like, "You need to not take your picture in the first place," uh-huh. and she's and shit like that. She said, "I took the first pic with a robe, weight loss chronicle, but the second, sorry freaks, it's not me." That was the one with her titties out. I yeah. wish I had that space between my thighs. Um, first, first of all. Um, you know, uh, mind crime, you can't stop everybody from jerking off to that thing and it's you anyway, you know? True. That's what everybody gonna do. And did you see her in that number one ladies detective? 
Uh, man, that yeah, was that our was, show. I was hurt they I, canceled it. I watched every episode of that shit. Yeah, me, me and, and Karen. Me, we, that, that's we, what I knew. Like, I always, I always, like, just liked her and enjoyed her. But I think that might have been one of her first, like, forays into acting. Mm-hmm. Like, big thing, big time thing. I was like, she is sexy as fuck. Seriously, dog. Like, she what? looked like, man, listen, I'm not going to get vulgar. She just looks i love her is all i will say that was, yeah. i love like even before the weight loss i was like i just want to be around you and sm- smell incense and talk about like uh ancient comedic symbols and shit i don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what you i don't know what you're into jill but i want to be about it you know it just like seems like with her like like that that's like well, wouldn't that come out like early to wait like 2000 2001 i love yeah. that show I really and, hate they canceled it. Mm-hmm. And she like her album came out and like, like I think Erica Badu tried to she was the ah yeah was like one of the last ones that just had that really soul. I really only fuck with people like her and Erica and Amel Larue a little bit. It don't mm-hmm. seem like it. Maybe I'm getting old, but it don't seem like it, it. Music is where it used to be, even though it's mm-hmm. great shit out there. But like that genre. Yeah, the oh. neo soul genre was really a resurrection of R and B. Yeah, uh, and that that took uh, to be a lot of uh, a lot of inspiration from you know uh, not just Motowns but a lot of classic uh, R and B that also happened to be conscious and uh, yeah, that is solely that is really missing and uh, it kind of did get watered down by the end and no offense to those other artists like. Uh, Life Jennings and Dwelle and shit, but they were kind of like the tail end of that, and then it just mm-hmm. yeah. nobody picked up the legacy and carried it after that. So nope. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. So um, I'm not gonna read all her tweets, but Jill Scott addressed it, and she said exactly what I fucking thought, man. It's a violation of her privacy, and it's really nothing, you know, to celebrate. Although, mm-hmm. obviously, once the cat is out the bag, it's it's good to know that people are like, uh, you're attractive. Uh, I'm sure, but it's just a, to me, it's just a scummy fucking way of finding out, you know? Yeah. And I thought she was attractive before that. I thought, you know, I'm the one that posted the picture of her backstage in the dress. Well, I was like, God damn, that's a what woman. They, what do they say about the, uh, the, the tape don't lie? Like, what do mm-hmm. they say in sports? Like a prospect, like a draft prospect? Look yeah. at the tape. Look at her in these movies, man. Yeah, the tape don't lie. Like, I, who was surprised by any of that? Right. Yeah, and I saw, plus I saw some people talking shit, too. That's when I was like, man, are you fucking serious right now? God, I hate Twitter sometimes. It's like you, it's like the people you would never meet in life. Like, the people you would never talk to in life somehow have found a way to get all the attention because it was like, look at those titties, they're sagging. I'm like, nigga, those titties are like 30-something years old and have birthed children. And still, I would suck them. T- I would suffocate to death. Those how that's how I would commit suicide. Uh, titty suffocation to death. <laughs> yeah, Jill people, Scott's bosom. Just yeah. throw them shits on top of me and let me die. People are ignorant. Yeah. Um. All right. Steve Harvey's back in the news. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. One of uh, Chris's inspirations. He well, was. Well, you know, he he was all right. Yeah, he was one of your parent. One of the parents that told you to. Uh, he used to call you Hollywood. I remember that. I remember that story. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, he he was advising women about oh, dealing so with men. Uh, I believe Oprah was there because oh, in her uh, second iteration uh, since be- coming off of ABC, she's just promoting black hustlers. 
Yes, I've been to a couple of family reunions over oh, the summer. Oh, family reunions? So That's serious. I've met everybody, cousins, aunts, uncles. That's serious. So, all you need is a title. And that's what we do. When we love when we love women, and the way we show our love is we protect, we profess, and we provide. The professing part is a title. Because we want people to know. It's like, for example, if we go to a party with our girl, wife, fiance, whatever it is, and we're standing in a group, and she wants some punch, and I'm going to get her some punch. A guy makes the announcement to everybody standing around. Hey, man, let me introduce you. This is my fiance. Or, hey, man, let me introduce you. This is my baby's mama. Or, hey, man, let me introduce you. This is my lady. Because we know we have to mark this territory. So when we go get the punch, see, when I come back with the punch, what I bet not see is you leaning all over her, sweating her. After I just told you, this was my fiance. This was my wife. This was my girlfriend. We mark our territory with the professing of it. That and, is fantastic. That's like a dog sort of lifting its leg. That's exactly what it is. That's it. That is really, that is kind of hot. Yes. Don't make us have to urinate on your leg. But that's how we do it. We're yeah. men. Now, if he don't care nothing about you, when he come back with the punch, he don't care who talking to you. That's right. You and you want and you want a title that's not my friend. Exactly. He's still introducing you as my friend. Yes. But however, he has told me that he does want to have a future with me. So. So there you go, guys. A little advice from Steve Harvey: When we introduce you with a title, that means we're marking our territory. You better not piss on me like R. Kelly. Mm. <laughs> I mean, is it? I, I, that's kind of like common knowledge yeah but if you say it with enough cadence yeah and allow for the laughs it's deep real deep mm-hmm. uh, that's that's the key to do it, women mark their territory too this is my husband my fiance no just men just men so <laughs> women women can't state claim apparently it's a man we, we ain't got no rights for property care you wouldn't understand okay you can't I think like understand. a man I can't tell them other hoes. Y'all better not come over here and fuck with my shit. You need to read the book, okay? You let women go through my beard in front of your face. So <laughs> you clearly need to read the book. You're not marking your territory enough. Apparently not. I, I don't be wanting to punch bitches in the face and go to jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, did y'all hear that Facebook is cracking down on uh, people who are not going by their real names? Why? Really, why? A specific group of people, drag queens. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Their Facebook profiles have been getting uh, access removed, forcefully logged out, and informed they need to update their profiles with their legal names in order to lift the suspension. Why? Because, the, see, the, see, the thing about Facebook is that Facebook don't allow you to go by an alias. Like, if you got a Facebook, you have to put your real shit out there. It's like, I might not want my real goddamn name on this. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times they, they keep making shit complex. And this thing, you know, your telephone number, email address, where you been, who you been fucking, and everything is public knowledge on Facebook because they don't make this shit goddamn simple. Well, you got to basically, well, I'll read it. <clears throat> so they're basically being forcibly logged out of their accounts and for they need to update their profiles, their legal names, and lift the suspension. According to New York City-based drag performer um, and outward contributor, Ms. Cracker, 
at least 20 of her drag colleagues have had their profiles changed over the last three days with notices continuing to be issued at the time of the writing. Cracker described her email, uh, her experience in the email. I found out that my account had been suspended on Wednesday night, right in the middle of a show when a fellow queen texted to ask, why is your Facebook profile gone? Facebook was letting me know that I had a choice. I could either select the name they liked or lose touch with the contacts, creative content and memories that my name has earned me over the years. Many artists, including Cracker and Sister Roma, a member of the San Francisco-based activism and performance group Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, acceded to Facebook's directive. Roma switched her profile to her birth name, Michael Williams, with, mm -hmm, with her drag name listed as an alias in parentheses. Others have set up new profiles with truly fake names as an act of protest or deleted their accounts entirely. Right, because why, why, why should I have a name that you goddamn approve of? Um, Because yeah. it's their platform and their rules, man. They decide. You know, if they came to us and said, you got to change your names, we would either have to change our names or leave. According to a Facebook spokesperson, but, but, oh, go ahead, Ken. I guess but the problem I have, you're specifically targeting these people. It's yeah. not like you're sweeping all across Facebook and saying everybody out. Now, then that's the problem I have. You're well, they are. Them. Well, here's the thing. They probably are sweeping across Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. That being said, this is a community where this would be a huge problem. You know what right. I mean? Where like, if you said all black people have to use their real names, like, it wouldn't really affect much because, you know, other than me having to take out my middle, middle name, you know, fresh as I'm is, the realest, fuck these haters tomorrow. <laughs> right. Other yeah. than having to take that out and all the caps lock, lowercase, cap lock, lowercase, like they would, uh, like that wouldn't affect all black people. It's going to affect all drag queens. Right. Because none no. of them use their real names. No. Yeah. Some um, of that shit, that freshest I'm in, shit is corny. Like you see people that you went to school with, and like mm -hmm. they have they have degrees. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, I had it for a while. I forget what it was. But it was something but, like, but I, but it was ironically. Stuff, but you, I know your your stuff is a little more tongue in cheek than, than yeah. most. Yeah, I forget what it was, but it was it was good too. Like stunting on these haters or something. It was something stupid. Everything was caps lock, lowercase caps lock. But uh, they, but they made they made me take mine down. They sent me an email that said no. Like, I really want to get behind your Kickstarter campaign. If you have a goofy ass name, <laughs> like if you try to be, you can't try to be like political when you have a name like that. Yeah, like, just stick to the World Star videos, homie. You know, right. like just <laughs> so. Oh. Uh, stick to the world star videos. What, what new Young Jeezy songs are coming out? Let me know. <laughs> God, that, that would be so racist if I was <laughs> if, <laughs> if I Chris, wasn't black. Damn, guys, Chris, a lot of people don't know Chris works for Facebook. So, <laughs> uh, excuse me, drag queens. Why don't you tell me about the new eyelash extensions and stop worrying? Yeah, yeah, Michael. Stop worrying about. Tell me about the new foundation. Yeah, Miss oh. Frosty, if that's what you want to call yourself. Yes, Miss Chocolate Love. Um, Were you born that way? <laughs> right. Oh, Did God. your parents name you Frosty McNuts? I didn't think so. <laughs> According to a Facebook spokesperson, the step was taken to bring users in line with the company's real name policy. By the way, Google Plus also has this policy. A lot of people don't know mm -mm. which stipulates that people use their real identities and provide their real names so you always know who you're connecting with the rule is designed to keep the community safe 
I don't know what that means. Right. That, uh, don't, that don't mean nothing. Oh, maybe so trolls can't come in and do shit to people? Anyway, doesn't seem like that's working. Well, people troll with their real names, so that that's not going to protect nobody. Facebook added in a statement that performers have other options if they like to feature their drag names on the platform. If people want to use an alternative name on Facebook, they have several different options available to them, including providing an alias under their name in their profile or creating a page specifically for that alternative persona. As part of our overall standards, we ask the people who use Facebook provide their real name on their profile. While the real name rule has been in place on social network, on the social network for a long time, for everyone but verified celebrities anyway, many queens note that they've used their drag names in their profiles without incident for years, so the question is why bother them now? Right. Yeah. A source at Facebook explained that in general, profile pages are only to review when a member of the Facebook community reports it to us. Oh, so people are probably reporting on these people. It's people's angry, like, dad, parents, and, and yep. family members. This right. ain't who you are. <laughs> this ain't you, Michael. Right. And, 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 <laughs> oh, and people who have issues with drag queens. Yeah, that's what it is. That's all it is. I can't believe you would do this and break your mama's heart. I took my time out to put bobbles in the elementary this morning. Ah, and then I come home to this, and I log on Facebook, and I see this foolishness. Go, Daddy, work three jobs to get you them football cleats, <laughs> and, now... and now you wear them ironically. Um, in these, <laughs> in, in these, and I don't even really think you like football, son. Yeah, you know, that's not what you do with the eye makeup. Right. In these instances, that the pro- is not how you spike the ball, son. In these instances, the profiles would have been reported to us, given the high number of queens being hit hard, as Miss Cracker put it. Someone has clearly made a serious project of reporting drag profiles to, or perhaps from within the company. Right. Speculation about the motives behind the purge ranges from homophobia to money. Some queens point to the Facebook stands to gain financially if artists switch to pers- from personal profiles to fan pages. Yep. Uh, which often require paying for post promotion to make them worthwhile. In any case, performers are not taking the crackdown lightly. Sister Roma started a Twitter hashtag, hashtag my name is Roma, as a way of illustrating that for many queens, their drag name is more real than the words on their birth certificate. For a lot of them, it is. A coalition of performers has started a change.org petition to challenge the policy, writing that although our names might not be our legal birth names, they are still our, an integral part to our identities both personally and to our communities they also point out that maintaining a drag name is pu- in public is often a matter of safety yes it is victims of abuse trans people queer people who are not able to be safely out and performers alike need to be able to socialize connect and build communities on social media safely by forcing us to use our quote-unquote real names it opens the door to harassment abuse and violence right facebook claims that the restriction on use for real names helps keep our community safe but in fact this restriction enables our communities to be attacked and degraded both online and off right you know what though on a macro level it's all just moving us closer to that Skynet shit anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it is affecting these, these, this segment of, of like this, like what subculture, mm-hmm. but it, it's just getting us closer to that Skynet shit. Like everybody was like, Oh my God, Facebook messenger. I'm deleting it. Yeah. They already know what they need to know about your ass. So it ain't no little app that's going, that's going to make people not know about your shit. Yeah, anytime like, they can put YouTube on your phone without asking, yeah, right. the world, it's already too late. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. what else can they do? Right. My phone asked me, isn't it time for you to go to work? I'm like, you motherfucker. Right. Today. Said, for real, man, you need to get up. Right, right. When I- That's just my alarm. Get your, get your black ass up so <laughs> right. you can pay for me. Siri comes in. I'm like, Siri, wake me in 15 minutes. Like, shouldn't your black ass be there already? I'm like, God damn, Siri. Yep. <laughs> Stay out of my business. Um, yeah, we- too much chicken wings, Chris. Right. <laughs> Maybe you should put some back, big boy. Like, what? I know. Shouldn't you have exercised today? Right. You're going to get mistaken for a prostitute today. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, so, yeah, I, I do, I kind of agree with the community, man. Like, I feel like they should allow a space. I mean, you're probably just going to have to get off the platform, honestly, because it's their, floor, their platform, their rules. But it seems yeah. like they would allow a space for, you know, people to exist uh would you know be drag queens and shit man right and it's not like they're abusing y'all rules it's not like i mean y'all know these are real people that you know what i'm saying so it's not like they're just going out there fucking with everybody it's like right. what's the big deal about the real names yeah uh-huh. as seinfeld will say what's the deal with um anyway um <clears throat> so that's the drag queen news all right um let's get into our other segments guys mm-hmm. okay it's time to start wrapping this shit up We've been going on too long. It's time for a segment that we like to call Fucking With Black People. We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that black people hate to hear us play. But they kind of like it. Because it's fucking with black people. It's where we read articles that typically would annoy the fuck out of us. And we rate them from 0 to 100 in intervals of 25. Today's contestants are everybody and, of course, lifetime achievement winner and Hall of Fame fucking with black people veteran, George Zimmerman. He's back, y'all. He is back. Oh, shit. That's correct. Uh, George Zimmerman, according to Florida police, oh, Florida, um, a man called 911 on him because George threatened to kill him during a bout of road rage. The, like, at this point, if you were defending him, like, do you, like, skip these issues or, like, like, do you, like, can I just, like, go and post these on your Facebook page, like, to directly mm-hmm. you? Like, remember when you said that, uh, maybe it was a way that he wasn't an asshole? Right. The man called 911 again the next day, claiming Zimmerman was waiting for him at work. Shit. Now, that's that's past road rage. Yes, that is. Zimmerman was confronted by police, and he admitted to arguing with the man. The police said they have not arrested Zimmerman because the man does not want to press charges. What is... You know what? I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Why go? They don't let him go again anyway. And and then under that, the way it is, anything with him is like a media frenzy. So they'll and they'll fight. raise they'll raise a million dollars for him, and right. you'll never catch him. <laughs> Zimmerman was acquitted in 2013 to kill a Trayvon Martin, and now he's just spiking the football on that shit. Right. This is like the longest touchdown dance ever. A hundred, of uh, course, of George. Oh yeah, he he's all time yeah. history. George always gets a hundred. It doesn't matter what he. It'd be like George Zimmerman jaywalking a hundred. Right. A hundred. One hundred. Um. All right. So let's pick some numbers, guys. All right. I'll let Chris go first. Chris, pick a number between one and 
holy shit there's a lot of these i don't know 25 or 30 shit there's so many of these pick go, one in 30 i'll go with 21 21 all right here we go one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen twenty twenty one <clears throat> texas come on down <laughs> you won today this is at essence.com a texas mother and children accidentally pulled over at gunpoint by the police oh this is not a repeat of that other time that those police shot at a car full of right i was like this this story sounds familiar texas mother kamitra barber was pulled over and arrested at gunpoint in front of her children after police mistook her for a suspect on the loose the police were responding to a 911 call reporting a driver who was waving a gun out of a beige or tan-colored Toyota occupied by four black men. The caller told police that the suspect fled down the highway before turning off at a certain exit. Uh, when the officers explored the exit, they found Barber's red Nissan Maxima, Maxima, which is not a Toyota or beige or tan-colored. Right. Uh, and it don't sound like it was four black men because she was a woman, right? Right. Okay. They proceeded to arrest her despite the fact that her car did not match the caller description. In a video of the arrest filmed on the police car dash cam, you can see everyone in Barbara's car sticking their hands out the window, followed by Barbara exiting and backing up towards the officer with her hands in the air. The mother is then put in handcuffs while she asks the cops for an explanation. What is going on? Oh, my God, you were terrified my children. Barbara says in the video, soon after, <laughs> the cop says, shut up, whore. Right, arrest you for prostitution, you and the kids. Yeah, we know you were out here prostituting with your kids in the car. Uh, soon after her six-year-old son exits her car with his hands up in the air, asks police that they are going to jail while the other kids ages eight, nine, and ten scream and cry in the car. They said the six-year-old because he's the most adorable. Right. It's like, listen, they're probably going to shoot all of us. But right, but but they won't shoot you. They'll kill us. You go out there. Yeah, the, the, there's a small chance they won't kill you and try you as an adult uh by this point the officer realized that they had the wrong car and attempt to calm everyone down forney police detective michael clay later told wfaa that the officer's actions were justified given the nature of the call and that a weapon was involved barbara on the other hand says she is still troubled by the incident i need you to make sure you have all the facts because you can't just say okay i'm sorry then i'm over it i can't she's told reporters right and i was with the fuck out of you for terrifying me and my goddamn kids. So, Cam, what would you give this one? Zero to a hundred. Oh, you know my answer. All right, Chris. Got to be a hundred. Scaring all right. kids. Now. We yeah. all are. Uh, we all seem to be in agreement on this one. Yeah. I'm gonna have to give it a hundred also. Then um, all I'm gonna get is I'm sorry. Mm-mm, mm-mm, I'm sorry. Not gonna fix this one. Karen, you pick a number between one and thirty. I'ma do ten. Ten. All right. Let me go back to the top. One, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right. In G- Egyptian newspaper. We're going all the way to Egypt for this one, guys. Oh, shit now. Mm-hmm. Walk International. Like, walk like an Egyptian. The Egyptian newspaper, Yom 7, shocked and disgusted readers Thursday with its front page headline. They used extremely racist language to describe the issue, an issue of African gangs in Cairo. Oh. Um, I put the picture in the chat. Oh, Jesus my. Christ. They wouldn't play with that. It's just black they people. They got it in English and Arabic, don't they? It's black people and it looks like an NWA cover. Um, <laughs> yeah, it does. Or like some shit like that. And uh, let me see if I put it in the chat for you guys to see. There's a bunch of Arabic words, but there's one word in English you can make out 
completely fine completely fine um and that word is niggers that's Can't right read nothing else on the page but you can Every, read that. everything else in sanskrit except niggers um so uh i don't know what the article says but um gotta give it a hundred man i just got to i only know what they're talking about you get a hundred yeah the rest of the headline apparently reads black terror gangs in cairo so then why niggers what according to twitter users the the readers called the headline discussing gross and disgrace and called for the paper's editor-in-chief khalid salah to either resign or be fired right to which he said ha, 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 and more niggers upset at me right we don't respect women we're definitely not gonna respect your niggers i gotta give it a hundred because he had to reach for that racism right that wasn't in front of his face he went yeah he found, reached across the water for that one he found some of us some of our racism and put it sprinkled it over egypt uh what are you about you chris on it all right so egypt racism now i'm gonna pick a number um i won't pick number two here's a guy that's got on my fucking nerves for a minute <laughs> uh, as do all these liberals that especially the white ones but liberals in general that voted for obama and then just like rode his ass like it was like like he was fucking the worst president of all time Michael Moore slams Obama and says history will only remember you are a black president. You killed me, got Bin Michael Moore sees President Obama's legacy as set. The progressive documentary filmmaker couldn't help but express his disappointment with leg- the legislative accomplishments of the politician. When the history is written of this era, this is how you'll be remembered. He was the first black president, Moore said during a discussion at the Hollywood Reporters Video Lounge at Toronto Film Festival. Okay, not a bad accomplishment, but that's it. By the way, when people say shit like this, this lets me know exactly why they voted for Obama. Right. Cause if this was, if, if you looked at all the campaign and the only thing you saw, he's black and I'm gonna vote for him, that's, that's your problem. You right. know what I mean? Other people paid attention to what was being said. Right. We weren't going, what a milestone for America. I don't even care about the policies. If that was the case, we'd all be fucking voting for Herman Cain too. Right. Oh God! Mm-hmm. You can't, how can you vote for a guy who quotes the Pokemon movie? <laughs> right, like that's that's just wrong. I remember his speech. He said, "Gotta catch them all." Uh, <laughs> he said, "I want to be the very best president you can be, like no one ever was." To catch all the terrorists is my real test. Right of all time. To train them is my cause. Oh Lord. Uh, the director said, "That's it, Mr. Obama." 100 years from now, he will be the first black president that got elected president, and that's it. Eight years of your life, and that's what people are going to remember. Boy, I got a feeling knowing you that you'd probably wish you were remembered for a few other things, a few other things you could have done. So it is on that level a big disappointment, he said. God damn it. You know what I mean? Like He's never going to do right in anybody's eyes, man. It's just like. Like Patrice O'Neill had a on his in, in the, on the Mr. P album he was talking about like Obama and just like how he's just uh as the president the president in general is a figurehead man it's not so much he could get done you know mm-hmm. it's just uh, it's just a lot of different variables but you but you know what that's bullshit though because he has accomplished a lot of course he has you know what I mean like that's what kills me is like once he accomplishes something it just doesn't count anymore. But there's this assumption that anybody would have done it, which is just not true. Healthcare reform, the stimulus twice, 
wall street reform your fucking uh the credit card reform the um student loans killing osama the u.s auto industry was saved by him no, how no, many no, no, times did bring though. back the mcrib how many times is the mcrib brought back the mcrib twice you know got mcbarrick out of there out of egypt and then they called us niggers i ain't forgot <laughs> to- topple gaddafi repeal don't ask don't tell you know gay, gay marriage weed fuel efficiency standards this is just a one list i looked up man yeah um just it's 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 completely completely ridiculous man i, I like it's such a like to say he'll be remembered for nothing is such bullshit yeah. and i don't know what the fuck they thought was possible and how that the fact that over half of congress has been literally fighting against him and they've had the goal of getting him out of the office uh-huh. that was their goal to get him out of office to make sure that nothing he passed would happen to repeal his biggest accomplishment right. those were the goals of the opposition which is something you've never seen before yeah mm-hmm. i don't even get mad anymore i just you just you just kind of see it for what it is yeah it's just like i try to like i mean i even know sometimes i get mad at the way they treat black quarterbacks still right. but i don't even get mad at that anymore dude man. i get mad when it's liberals i don't really get mad at republicans because those people are evil most of the time and just saying whatever yeah. can to get like notice but i do get mad when it's quote-unquote the people on your side they are it, the it just, worst, yeah it really lets you know like how they really see um the president which is like right. they're it's like they're black uh black person that they order around right get up there and be aggressive and show them how it's done and and smack him around with your black yeah. self. You yeah, like, it's like they on. it's like they were scared of his blackness, so they expected the world to be. Right. And, like, he never ran that way. He Mm-mm. always, he never ran, like, I'm going to wait till I get up there. It's going to be a fucking dictatorship. I, the way I run up on these motherfuckers. Nope. Like, he was like, I am going to be the most reasonable, listen to both sides motherfucker we've ever had in the office. And people are like, fuck that. I voted to you because you're black. Anyway. Yeah. He's trying to be everybody's president, not just black people. He's trying right. to be for everybody. And not just liberal people either. And people don't want to yeah. hear that shit, but he never campaigned to be the liberal fucking president. He mm-hmm. never did. Republic, it's like liberals want him to be the fucking demagogue that he is touted to be by Republicans. You know, right. they want him to be the dictator, the, angry black man the militant the kenyan terrorist they want him to be all this shit he ain't that shit Mm-mm. it's the most reasonable negro and by the way that's the only reason to, that's the only way to get elected in this country you can't be no fuck he was some militant motherfucker he'd be out there with the damn new black panthers in front right, of the voting and, booth like, and five percent is at the subway yeah he wouldn't be fucking electable if he was out here talking about some i don't give a fuck what these republicans say like he had to be like i'm gonna listen to both sides we're gonna figure this out. I'm like, whatever. Anyway, next game. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all of podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestant today, Chris Lambert from the Mundane Festival Podcast, to guess the race. And the chat room plays along, and they are very racist. 
Very racist. Chris, you ready to play the game? I'm ready, Rod. All right. Here is our first contestant. A man who works at Pizza Hut. Okay. We all love, we all love Pizza Hut here. I think, uh, Chris. Does Black Twitter like it? Say what? Does Black Twitter like Pizza Hut? I don't know. You know, I don't, uh, I don't know what their stance is on it's Pizza Hut. Not too much they like, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Black Twitter doesn't like Outback, and I was like, what the fuck? I love Outback. I, I've only been once. I don't even know what to say. So maybe I hate it. I, I guess I'm in the group. Oh man. I had a friend that worked there and I never went. He would have gave me free food. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just keep forgetting. I'm like, oh, that is right. So well, it's holding you back, right? Uh, so, uh, police have arrested or charged an 18 year old former employee of a Georgetown pizza business, Pizza Hut, in connection with rubbing his genitals on a customer's pizza. Oh, was it done? The genitals of the pizza, Karen. How would I know? Both. A customer told police that he had his own toppings, special toppings, that special sauce. Mm-hmm. Extra nuts. Mm-hmm. A customer told police that he walked into a Papa Murphy's pizza. Oh, not Papa John's. Okay. Papa Murphy's on September 2nd and saw an employee, Austin Michael Simmons, rubbing his testicles on the pizza he had ordered. Simmons apologized to the customer saying, man, I'm really sorry. That was stupid. Now, how are you going to get caught? Like, I understand that it is wrong as shit to rub your nuts on the pizza. And you shouldn't do it. Right. And I hate to be this guy, but I'm at this point now where I'm like, well, how the fuck did you not know? A carjacker. What the fuck? A chase and a chopper. Stop. Stop. Okay. Yeah. I'm at the point now where I'm like, how the fuck did you not know this is a thing you don't want to do in front of the window, you know? Right. Where everybody can see out and open. Okay. Yeah, you right. go to the break room, and then y'all laugh and giggle together as you rub your nuts on that man's pizza. And sprinkle extra cheese across it. Right. The customer then said, so you are old enough to know better. Right. Yes, said Simmons, according to the warrant. During a recorded phone call, September 3rd, between Simmons and the store manager, Simmons said he was sorry for what he had done and that he did what he did because the customer had called in the order right before closing time. He's ready to go home. Yeah. Simmons also admitted to police officer on phone call September 4th. He would have given the pizza to the customer if he had not been caught. That's the terrible part, he said. Oh, that ain't the first time somebody got a little, got a little bit of nut juice on their pizza. Yeah, that dude's been rubbing nuts on pizzas for a while. Right. He's just having to get caught. This he's, like time. A, he's like a serial killer. How sometimes they confess because they wanted to be caught. Right. right. He's just telling everything. He don't have to tell that. He could lie. He could stick with his lie. It was just the one time. He's like, no, I rub my nuts on the pieces every day. Have you, have you ever had any Papa, have you ever had any Papa Murphy's? That you've tasted my nuts, sir. Um, <laughs> the pizza was a family sized stuffed crust pizza with Canadian bacon, pineapple, and extra cheese. Yes, it was with extra sweat and pew sauce. Mm-hmm. The warrant said Papa Murphy specializes in pizzas that customers take home and bake themselves. Simmons, a resident of Georgetown, was charged with tampering with a consumer product. He has been fired from the pizza store where he worked, according to a per- to a person who answered the phone at the store and declined further comment. He was arrested and released on ten thousand dollars bail. Uh, guess the race of Austin Michael Simmons. Uh, white. All right, Chris is going with white. Let's check the chat room. Only orders extra cheese and extra privilege on his pizza. Oh, white. 
one who draws on friends faces with sharpies when they pass out dude bro white man white man love putting their balls on everything the correct answer is and you all got it right he was a white man good job chris good job man this is why you're everybody's favorite guest you're a veteran of the guest of race and uh you're a scholar we uh put the picture of this guy in the chat room for everybody to see he looks like a nut rubber you know rubber yeah he <laughs> looks like he's like god damn it it's 10 30 rub my nuts on this one i'm sorry um <laughs> all right let's oh, see how about this one fayetteville arkansas all right uh a woman uh is charged with arrested on suspicion of stealing 144 dollars worth of eyeshadow brandy allen 31 faces charges of shoplifting and disorderly conduct According to police, Allen entered the Ulta Beauty Store with another unknown woman who tried to distract the employees, leading them away from Allen. And then she stole their shit. Oh, that's a longer story right here. Yeah, it was 3.04 p.m. Um, she uh, It was uh, shoplifting and disorderly conduct, which she's been charged with. Uh, they called the police. The caller said that Allen was grabbing handfuls of makeup without looking at the color or the labels. She didn't appear to be checking the prices either. She wasn't planning on paying for them. Right. Allen entered the store with an unidentified woman that distracted the employees by asking questions, leading them away from Allen. Yeah, can you help me with that thing at the top of the shelf all the way in the back? Thank you, please. <laughs> An officer arrived at the store and approached Allen. The original caller introduced herself to Allen as the general manager of the store and asked to see the contents of her purse. Allen fumbled through her purse for several minutes before taking out several different packages of eyeshadow. As she pulled out the items, she'd run her fingers through the top of each one, trying to make the eyeshadow look used, according to the report. She started cursing loudly and said, no one fucking saw me steal anything. She yeah, also cameras everywhere. She also described the situation with two more expletives. The officer noted in the report that Allen's cursing was drawing attention to several of several customers and their young children. Because you want to make a scene. Allen continued to dig through her purse, and the store manager pointed out some red eyeliner that an employee had helped Allen get at the counter. She insisted that the eyeliner was hers, and she twisted it and broke it in half in front of the officer and the store manager to make it appear used, according to the report. Oh, officers, the officer took her into custody, and the report states that the approximate value of the stolen makeup was 144 Her bond was set at $830. And on the same day, she was booked in that she bonded out of Washington County Detention Center against the race. Oh, man, this is kind of... Ah, shit. This could go either way. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, they didn't beat her up. Uh, they didn't mistake her. For, I'm going to say white. I'm mm-hmm. going to take it. I'm going to say white. All right. Chat room says white wasn't mistaken for a prostitute. One that doesn't oh, need to worry man. about finding brands in the ethnic section. section. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you going to believe? Me or your lying eyes? White. Preparing for oh. a movie role? White. The correct answer yeah, is... is white it was a white woman good job chris Chris is now two for two i've I've done pretty well on these 
Yeah, you. Yeah. She got about four levels of eye, uh, uh, eye makeup on. She's like an anime character in her picture. Um, oh. Let's go to the bonus round. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, guys. It's double the points, double the race. When it comes to bonus round against the race, Chris is two for two. Let's see if he can keep it up. Chris, you getting nervous? A little bit, man, a little bit. All right. Here's the latest one. Uh, Teacher's death in South Philadelphia hotel bathroom, likely a suicide. Oh, snap. Uh, when pupils and teachers return to the halls of South Philly's Francis Scott Key Elementary School this morning, it will be under a cloud of grief. Amy Persky Newman, 48, a beloved teacher at Key of 20 year, for 20 years, died yesterday on the fourth day of the new school year. Couldn't take them new kids, man. Preliminary evidence indicated that the sixth grade teacher took her own life included inside of a public bathroom on the lobby floor of the Holiday Inn. Um... What? Holiday Inn Stadium? Oh, okay. On Packer Avenue. Uh, police said a suicide note was found at the school. Newman went inside of a locked bathroom stall just after 8 a.m. with a steak knife and a pair of scissors at her feet. Shit. She stabbed, she had been stabbed several times in the neck, breast, and arms Ooh. and was taken to the hospital at the University of Pennsylvania in critical condition. Now, she might have upped that one lady with the crocodiles. Yeah. Stabbing yourself to death got to be harder than jumping into the crocodile pit. Right, because you got to... Crocodiles are doing the work for you. Right. Yeah, they stabbing you with their teeth. You, this yeah. this way, you're doing it yourself. Right. Right. Like, pretty much, once you jump over the fence, gravity does the work of the crocodiles, you know. Uh, the police source said that Newman reported to Key at 8th Street near Wolf at her normal time yesterday morning, but stormed out after a heated telephone conversation. She drove about a mile south to the hotel, rushed inside, leaving her purse in her car, walked directly to the first floor bathroom a few feet from a packed conference room. Man, that sucks when somebody has to go piss. A few yeah. minutes later, one of the conference attendees notified the hotel staff she saw blood pooling in one of the stalls. Oh. Yep. The, the Bates Motel. When hotel staff investigated, they found that the stall was locked when they opened it. They found Newman and called the police. Police source said the woman was had reported seeing blood, was the first person to enter the bathroom after Newman. Shortly after she died, investigators found what appeared to be a suicide note at the school. The entire school community is very much in shock, said uh, the spokesman, Fernando Gallard. Uh, grief counselors will be made available for the kids and shit. Uh, so, um, yeah, everybody's just talking about how great a person she was. And she... Killed herself in a crazy, crazy way, man. Don't say what the phone call was about. Guess the race of the lady who stabbed herself to death in Holiday uh, Inn. I want to say white. All right. So he's going with white. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Black teacher would have jumped off the roof expeditiously. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> east <laughs> Oh, man, that's horrible. F them kids white and Aww. white. The correct answer is white. Her student dumped her and she was heartbroken white. <laughs> Phil- Philly cream cheese white and white. The correct answer yes. is white. She was a white lady. Um, 
couldn't take it anymore. I feel bad for whoever was on the phone with her because you know they feel responsible. Right. Yeah. You got to stop fucking the students. Oh, really? <laughs> Do I? Uh, all right. Last story. Um, let's see what we're going to talk about here. Um, all right. Here's, here's a story that's pretty good. Um, there's a California golf coach who attempted to order hits on children. Oh, shit. Yeah, to have them killed, Karen. Why did he pick these children? Because they were the ones he molested. Oh. Oh, no, because they were going to tell. California junior golf coach Andrew Nisbet, who was charged with over 65 counts of child molestation last December, tried to have two of his victims killed by a hitman while he was in jail. As part of the plea deal, Nisbet, who worked with Las Positas, a golf course in Livermore, pleaded guilty to three counts of child molestation. Oh, who takes that job? But like, you know, I got a job for you. What, what do I need to do, boss? I need for you to go kill a two, four, six, and eight-year-old. What? Yeah, apparently no one takes the job. They tell the police. Right. They were like, I kill adults. I don't kill children. I'm not that type of a murderer. Right. Like, listen, I, I might have standards. I might have raped those women. But what I won't do is kill kids for you. Now, that's sick. Uh, He pleaded guilty to three counts of child molestation, one count of possession of child pornography, three counts of solicitation of murder today. The counts of solicitation of murder were added after Nisbet tried to have two children killed. He admitted his intentions to an undercover inspector pretending to be a hitman. Uh, Yeah, uh, uh, it's me, the hitman. I'm I'm ready to kill for you, Kenya. Speak a little clearly into the... Mr. Hitman. Speak a little clearly into the uh, mic, please. What did he do, give him money bags, like the bags with the dollar signs on them, too? <laughs> right. I don't understand this. Right. I don't want there to be any misunderstanding. I definitely want these kids killed. Nisbet, who had worked at Los Positas uh, Golf Course in Livermore since 2006, was director of instructor instruction, wrote letters from Santa Rita Jail in Dublin, express, or Dublin expressing his interest in having two victims taken care of. I don't think he's talking about happy endings. Neither. He probably already gave him those. A district attorney inspector posing undercover as a hitman then visited in Nisbet in jail in a secretly recorded meeting. Nisbet gave the inspector information about the two victims in question. Investigator said he will start a sentence of 27 years and four months in October uh, on the October the 9th. Guess the race of Mr. Andrew Nisbet, uh, mm-hmm. Chris. Damn, this is another guess of shit. Uh, I'll say white. All that right. That's like really creepy. Chris is going for white. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Sandusky cult follower. Oh. Scooby-Doo <laughs> villain white. <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Jooby-Doo. Yes. White. Teaching those kids how to use the driver white. Oh. Yeah. But he had a lot of hole-in-ones. You know what I mean? That's right, Karen. Uh, four inches. Um, the correct ah! answer is white. Wow. He was, he was a white man. The clue, the the way, the, 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 the telltale clue was, of course, golf. So good job, Chris. <laughs> All right, sore ratchet this time. Let's do it. 100%, Chris. Way to Chris go. Chris went 100%, even to the bonus round. I think that's happened. I've, I may have fucked up maybe one or two times on the show, but most of all, I've, I've, 
that I don't know what that says about me me doing well in the, on this segment. Yeah. But. I mean, it's nothing to be proud of, I think. <laughs> I can't use it as a credit uh, yeah. for stand-up or anything. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't tell anybody that on a resume, you know, yeah. undefeated guest the race champion, because it's like, so you use stereotypes in a way that helps yeah, you deduce yeah. crimes? Yes. <laughs> Although I still am angling for uh, someone to turn guest the race into an actual TV show uh with a like a hardcore critic a gritty like crime drama where the person the person just uses racism to solve crimes oh that'd be great like huh sees that he was killed outside of urban outfitters black people don't shop there right (laughs) you can let this man go you know what i mean he didn't commit the crime not guilty (laughs) right (laughs) now if it was a footlocker and there were chicken bones outside (laughs) might be your culprit Judging from the tire marks, I'm going to have to say our suspect is Asian. Right. <laughs> I'm looking at the, they went to Panera Bread, and they ate out of a bread bowl. Hmm, not black. Yeah, we're definitely looking for a white woman between 18 and 25. <laughs> and then like at the end the cover is always wrong right right <laughs> <laughs> they was like this is uh the fish shack yeah in the background it's always like a real cr- detective uh doing the actual work and ma- getting the right person right but i do I, every hour of our show always ends with the wrong suspect getting arrested because racism is bad <laughs> <laughs> anyway. i would love this show a man was jailed because we have to talk about it guys Sword ratchetness. That is not somebody getting ready to cut up a steak. An aspiring young television star who sliced his brother with a samurai sword and told him he was going to kill him has been sentenced to three years in jail. That's all? And what Callan Wright's defense barrister described as a tale as old as Cain and Abel. Twins trained in martial arts were lucky to escape with their lives. The night, the night years of bitter rivalry, rivalry exploded into a sword fight in their mother's Oregon home. Callan, 23, pleaded guilty in the Hervey Bay District Court to grievous bodily harm to his brother Jesse. The court heard Callan was furious at Jesse for not giving him a lift when he rode his bike to his house, banged on his front door and demanded he be let in. On Anzic Day this year. I don't know what Anzic Day is. It must be some type of holiday or some shit in this weird-ass country. Mm-hmm. Anzic Day? Now I got to look this shit up because I don't know what the fuck it is. Anzic Day is a national holiday of remembrance in Australia and New Zealand that broadly commemorates all Australians and New Zealand New Zealanders. Uh, shout out to Flight of Concords. Um, who served and died in all wars, conflicts, peacekeeping operations. Okay. So it's like that Veterans Day. Once inside, Callan punched Jesse, who in return gouged his eye. Both picked up samurai swords for, for a brief moment. Common sense prevailed, and the pair continued to fight with their fist. It was Callan who, with a blurred, bleeding eye, picked up the larger one-meter sword and lunged it at his unarmed brother. Jesse was struck in the torso, face, and leg, but it was a blow to his hand. Uh, as he held it up, a smaller knife to defend himself, which left him with a severed thumb and finger. A flatmate who told police he heard Jesse say, put the sword down, and Callan responded, no, this is the end. 
he dialed zero 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 and jesse was rushed to the hospital Callen was disqualified from driving at the time uh it took his mother's car and drove himself to the hospital noting Callen's criminal history which was tainted with violence and threats to slaughter others judge david andrews said in the it appeared he was a bit in love with the notion of brawling he accepted the fight uh could have had far worse ending but the community needed protecting from someone with his strength who has gone too far with enraged Callen will be eligible for parole january 24th oh. so there you go brother against brother in a sword civil war and there is no winner there is no winner in the civil war of sword chris thanks for coming on man thank you chris how did your thing go on the second man oh it was great it was it was a lot of fun man it it was uh it was something that like i've said before like it it was something i put off for a long time because i felt like i wasn't ready and uh i did you know (laughs) that road work with with helped a lot and just i treated it like it was a stand-up special and i had a lot of fun man I, and the you i think we there were two black guy who tips listeners that came up yeah. uh so um yeah so it was it was cool man it was it was a lot of fun and it was just like it was pretty cool to see people come and spend their time and their money to come see me do do stand-up because that was like the one of the first times that like I put my my I like literally put myself out there like I'm doing this show it's my name on a ticket come see it and I felt like I delivered you guys were there so, any uh were there any whores out there uh I can't talk I let's just say uh that being a headliner has its perks and I'm okay gonna, like, okay now, were uh, any of them uh, women that would be mistaken for whores, if you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think know. You know. Like, they were all, like, I think they were all classy ladies, man. Oh, really? It was a good, it was a good time. It was, uh, we, we had we had fun. Like, I, I, well, I just, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. By women that would be mistaken for whores, I just mean regular black women. They don't have to be slutty. <laughs> they can be oh, wearing, uh, a, they can be uh, wearing. It wasn't, a, it, wasn't, it, wasn't uh, it wasn't nothing like that. It uh, was a classy affair. It was, a, it was I mean, they could be wearing a nun's uniform. If they're black, they're a prostitute i'm sorry but that's oh, the way Lord. that's the, the rule that's the way the police see it and I, I need you to come to grips with this sir oh man well if that's the case there were a lot of them no, I'm just <laughs> they was in so the house. yeah um, i didn't even ask you are you dating anybody and stuff right now man i'm i'm going i'm actually going out with women like they're okay. and they're in the car car with me that's and a good step that's the first We're having time. a good time. Like I'm uh, next to them, and I could smell them. Okay. Uh, they smell nice. They they I like their voices. Are you in like Tinder or what? No, nobody exclusively. Just oh. just there's just there was one girl that I was trying to talk to for a long time. We finally went out, and I don't know that that's gonna work. But mm. I mean, but it was cool that we hung out, you know. And then yeah. there's other people. You know, there's people that I'm interested in. And yeah. You ever thought about like maybe mentioning like at Jill Scott on Twitter and being like, "What's up?" I don't know. Never I, know, man. But that's every. See, this is the thing that I get. Like I, I mentioned earlier, like I like following like sneaker accounts and and hot girls. But if the if the women are are too hot, like they can be cute and hot, but like if they have like over a hundred thousand followers, it's just like. I just can't really fuck with him like that. You know? See, I would just ask Jill Scott like to come see me perform. That's it. 
Then, uh-huh. you, then you got your end. You know, hey, I don't know if you've been in New York areas. She's not, she not married? I don't know. Does that matter to you? You can steal her, yeah. man. Listen, yeah. I'm not letting me being married stop me from loving Jill Scott. And God damn it, you shouldn't let her being married stop you. I'm not letting you being married stop you either. Well, Karen's trying to pimp me out. She she wants me to be one of these black whores, and I'm not going to do it, okay? You got to have yeah. one of these. Oh, yeah, because we all going to get paid. I'm going to have sex with her for free, Karen. There's nothing you can do to No, stop no, no, me. no, no. No free. No freeness. Uh, I couldn't charge Jill. I couldn't do it. Uh... Couldn't blame myself to send the invoice. Uh-huh. But I'm, I'm <laughs> out there more though. Like I need to do that. Like I can't just be like some dude that's like I'm focused on my career and that's all. Yeah. I have to. I have to do more of that. I have to hang out with ladies. Well, I mean, for a guy that goes on stage in front of you know people all the time, it seems like that would be uh, like kind of easy, right? To to put yourself out there for the ladies. Uh, well, I think it's part part of it's just like uh, like insecurity. Uh, not wanting to get hurt, mm. and because uh, sometimes if I'm if I connect with the with the woman, like I'll be thinking like, oh, so are we gonna get a two car garage or a three car? <laughs> uh, yeah, when do you want to start having the kids? Now when are you or? gonna do this? Uh, you know, so it's just so that part of me like that's that's kind of hyperbole, but part of I think part of that's there. Then part of it's just like. I can't be like, not like I'm trying to be a player, but I cannot be obsessed over one woman mm. when she hasn't given me a reason. Not obsessed in like a stalker way, but just like I can't be like, oh my god, this girl. I I have to I have to be more reasonable about like maybe until somebody makes me an honest man to just try to not get my heart involved and like it like the the Chris in his twenties would do. So you're not gonna go on the Tinder app, man. You're just gonna. I'm a little. I just listened to the homie uh, JL Covan's uh, latest episode. Oh yeah, me too. And I was just like, ooh. And well, I'm, well, why don't y'all go on the town together? Y'all yeah. can get to stomp in the yard. He and I are kind of a like a, a lot alike, and 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 we're alike in a lot of ways. And uh, we were we actually he and I went to go see the drop last week. He had a. Uh, had the hookup like on the pre preview ticket mm-hmm. or whatever so we went and we were just talking about we we're talking about dating and stuff and it's just like yeah it, it's it's rough when you when you try to be a decent guy i get considered i was hanging out with this girl uh last week and she she said to me she said you're a nice guy aren't you and i was like uh i guess mm-hmm. i mean i mean I'm, I'm i'm flawed just like everybody else but i like to think my default is that's no, the, co- the correct answer there is always no. You say I no. That, I want to get that put. I mean, right. Yeah. You always <laughs> tell them. Anytime they try to pull that shit, that's the friend zone talk. You hit them with the no. I'm not a nice guy. I'm well, a- we had we had touched each other and stuff. But okay. Like, but it was, it was well, still. Well, it's never too late to go in the friend zone. It's never too late. Even after you've touched Yeah, it? man. It's mm-hmm. like that fucking, it's like that Superman cellophane symbol shit the end of Superman 2. Like. Wow. They are, you never know, man. You can get, the next thing you know, the pussy's off limits. You're like, the fuck just happened? Yeah, I, I just, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's something that I'm working on and it's, it's coming out a lot in my stand up. So, like, that's, that's stuff, the, the stuff that I'm dealing with is stuff that I usually will talk about on stage. So mm-hmm. I am at that point where I'm starting to, to, to talk about it more and just to try to be more, like, open with myself or just allow myself to have 
these experiences with these women that well the thing you gotta do i don't know if you thought about this but you ever thought about like when you introduce them maybe marking your territory yeah like i was thinking about being on like the girl (laughs) and then just just to see like so she would know like hey this i'm i mean business like i yeah yeah, i want to take you to the movies and Mm -hmm. get you some food you go and i I say like when you but it was like uh like we're at the movies and it's like um yeah i would like two tickets to uh no good deed one one for me one for my wife yeah you better keep your motherfucking hands off of her boy you know what i mean like then that way you're marking your territory and and she knows you want her it's true because it's like not like asking her out and uh you know that's 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 not enough yeah i'm saying even if she's just a woman standing behind you in line like you might not have introduced yourself yet but okay you gotta okay. mark your territory first according to steve harvey and uh and, that's how it works i just carry like a small bottle of my urine <laughs> oh my you're gonna splash her with your piss ain't you you're with me hey spray yeah i know i know you're at whole foods and i know like i know you getting a smoothie but here this is yeah like, just, it's like holy water but urine <laughs> you spray her with a little bit and then you walk up to the closest man and go mine mine, mine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh anyway uh, man make sure y'all much hell for that but uh <laughs> i see you guys laugh and that's what that's <laughs> yeah. it's a comedy podcast make sure you yes. guys check out chris <laughs> monday festival and uh like i said if you see them at a show you know make sure you holler at them ladies um you know just just because you're not a small young white woman with purple <laughs> with purple hair come on that, that has on. a very eccentric job like a person who frames paintings but doesn't know how to paint or something like that <laughs> Uh, just cause you're not, you know, in one of those type of roles in your life doesn't mean you can't approach Chris. Right. Cause he's, uh, he's, he's a nice guy. If you're and, not, uh, if you're will. not like, I don't know if those, I don't, I don't think those <laughs> girls would, would be into me. Those type of girls. I don't like, think they would either, but that doesn't mean you're not into them. Right. You know? I'm not cool. I can't date. What's the girl from, uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim? Uh, that's, not, I, that's not my type. Yeah. I, I hear you, man. I mean, if Chloe Grace from Rats walked up, I, I feel like you would, you would think about it. She's mad young, dude. Let's not. I know, talk. I know, but this is the, this is your type. No. Nah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of the Pretty Little Liars chicks because they're they're legal. But so nah. is uh man, so is your girl Selena Gomez, but man, she got the body of a five year old. I can't, I don't, I don't see it for her. She, I mean, to me, she's pretty. Like I just mm. think she's pretty, and I'm not like, oh, it's her body. Banging dog, like I just think she's cute. I like her, but it's she not she like- is rocking the bangs now. Yeah, uh, but I got had to, I had to get on you like yesterday about yeah. that. Well, I I I always remember where I was when she switched to the bangs on Instagram. I mean, Aww. that you know that that personally is uh, bigger that than my anniversary now. Uh, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead is who you're thinking about, um, right? She was exposed on the joint on the uh, leaks, man. Yeah, <laughs> they got her, man. And I was I was sad for her, dog. But yeah, she played Ramona Flowers, man. Ramona Flowers, okay, that's cool. <laughs> All right, man. Now, oh, go ahead. Now is just I I think I said it before on you guys' show, like Jessica Parker Kennedy, but she's 
I, and you sent me you sent me a black sales picture of her, but they mm-hmm. I think Twitter took it down because she was naked. God damn, she the best. Woo. She's bad. She bad than the motherfucker, dog. I seen that. I watched all the black sales after that. Is it any good? No. I just she was naked in one and I said, I <laughs> I'm on this. Didn't I know she was packing it, it like that. Yeah. Um, all right, man. We out of here. Monday festival. Um, shout out to Olivia, aka Fem underscore Esquire on Twitter. Mm-hmm. She sent us this in the mail. Terry's toffee. Um, it's somewhere in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, we got the Chicago spice and the peanut butter chocolate. And uh, I'm eating the fuck out of these. These are delicious. And yes, they really can't thank you enough, ma'am. Right, they really, really good. And she said it's one of her favorite uh, places. And if we ever get up there, I'm gonna go. She there. said that she um, has been buying us packages to mail us, but they haven't been making it out the house. And I definitely understand after eating some of these. Oh, so, they're delicious. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Uh, she also gave us the buttermilk chicken recipe, so she's the gift that keeps on giving. Right. Chris is the gift that keeps on giving. Mundane festival chrislamberth.com at chrislamberth on twitter um and just a very funny person that the the joe jackson joke for adrian peterson uh is the best joke i've seen related to any of this shit so like i laughed in a like a way that made me feel bad about myself and that is when you know it's funny that's high praise coming from you, man. Yeah, I'm laughing so coming fucking hard. From, coming from the coach Eric Taylor of uh, podcasting. <laughs> oh, that's hey. Eric and Tammy Taylor of uh, podcasting. So I, I appreciate it. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Um, all right, until tomorrow, Karen. I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.